So, Beth, tell me, what is this sleep of which you speak? <laughs> it seems so strange to me. Yeah, sometimes yeah. to me, but you have to try. I, late, I don't know what's going on lately. I, I mean, well, last night I slept, but Sunday night was gone because of OzFest. And I didn't get to bed till like 11.30. And then whenever that MTV thing, that was a midnight run. And tonight, I'm going to be shot again. <clears throat> What's happening tonight? Well, today, um, me, uh, I'm doing some press for this upcoming Twisted Sister tribute record. Mm -hmm. Coming out August 14th on uh, Koch Records. And the band is reuniting to do reuniting to do uh, VH1's rock show we're oh, gonna host wow. all five of us but then after that I'm rendezvousing with the family because uh, I gotta go see the Rocky Horror Picture Show tonight oh why is that just for fun no not just for fun <laughs> did I talk about this just you talked uh, about it a little bit maybe you can tell us in a little but while but not this time if you're going to be involved time. with the Rocky Horror Picture Show in some way well, they want me to be. I mean, it's not it's, it's not official. We're talking right now, but they part of it is you know I want to see the show. Sure. I want to see what it's about. And actually, it's, actually, it's just an easy way to get my tickets for my family for nothing. <laughs> We're gonna tell you it's like, well, I need to see the show before I decide, and I'll need eight tickets <laughs> because I can't decide anything unless my entire family is in on the decision. And also, they really want me to. Uh, I, apparently. Rehearsals for the part of Eddie. No, no, no. The part of Riff Raff start in like a week. And then uh, I'd start performing on September 4th. The part of Eddie rehearsals start like September 4th. And I'd start performing like October 1 or something like that. No, mid-September. So it's like two weeks rehearsals and then you hit the stage. So, I mean, it's seriously being discussed. But tonight, I know I'm not going to get to bed till like midnight, 1 o'clock. We dragging my ass in here. And you can't fit in a nap. No. Ooh. Yeah, maybe a little bit on the way home. You know, while I'm driving. No, they have a car for me. <laughs> All I usually do is I'll sleep, you know, I'll sleep in the car, so I get something there. But uh, it's tough. But Nick, fill in for me, all right? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Finally, put me in, coach. <laughs> the bull. <laughs> the bull on the sidelines. He's ready to go. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. I can be center field. Seriously, I can be the host of this damn show. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Yeah. Exciting times, never boring. I uh, particularly enjoyed Nick's comment the other day when I, when I told Nick about the about the uh, <laughs> Rocky Horror Show because I told I called Nick when I found out about it. We were talking. I told him he goes, "Man, your life is so wild. You just drive around with your cell phone and these calls come in." <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I don't live anywhere. I just circle the globe in my car <laughs> with my cell phone. Yes? Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> like a modern-day superhero or something. <laughs> uh, Germany? What day? All right, I'm there. Have the stage ready for me. David Katz is like the commissioner. <laughs> you cut your agent. He calls you. 
Yeah. You're just circling around Long Island in Connecticut, <laughs> driving around in your cars, <laughs> taking oh, phone calls. <laughs> I don't even pull over for gas. I have another car that pulls up and fills my tank. I'm like those planes. <laughs> All right, Beth Choice, what little surprise you have for us today? It's the Beastie Boys. Beth Lockwood. Body moving, body moving. Body I thought you said it was like a 10 second. Whatever. Wake up. <laughs> D-Sider Radio, Radio 104. D-Sider Radio, Radio 104. Beth, one from the day? Yeah, well, we never play that edit anymore. I always really liked it. That's the Fat Boy Slim remix, D. That's the one they I, played I, in the video. I don't even remember that song. You don't? What year was that? That was only a couple of years ago. I think that was right before you got here. It says... Was it 97? Um, I feel like it was more recent than 97, even. I'm sorry. 98, 1998. 98, what was I doing in 1998? Not listening to radio. (laughs) (laughs) Not a radio guy. I mean, I'm a radio guy, but I'm not like, you know, listening to radio guy. Well, did you like it? It was, um, it was all right. It was all right. I didn't hate it. Body moving. I, I've become desensitized to some of these, you know, more modern rocky tracks since I've been here. You like it, don't you, Nick? Yeah, I always like the Beastie Boys. Hmm. I need to see you out there on the floor backing it up to that one, Beth. I cry honestly. Totally. Yeah, you like that. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, let's see. What's going on today's program? Ah, interesting things. Always happening. The recap, of course. Um, hypothetically. You like that hypothetically, don't you? I can tell because you, you sent in tons of hypothetical situations. Great ones, too. That's where you ask hypothetical questions to the morning show and we address them. It's a new feature. Um, I don't know. We do. Actually, I'm sure you people didn't hear it early in the morning last week, so uh, enjoy it today. Also, Paul Morgan. He's this guy who's cutting off his feet. Did you see those feet, Beth? His actual feet? Yeah, there's a picture of them. No, I somewhere. didn't. I'll, I'll show it to you in a second. Um, they're, they're all withered. Mm-hmm. He, he's paralyzed. He had a boat tra- with a... I was just sort of re- you know, reading over it a little bit. Apparently, a, a boat on a trailer rolled over him Oof. and uh, killed his feet, basically. So he's guillotining his feet off for insurance purposes. Online, we're going to talk to him later. More details to come. Kevin Griffin of Better Than Ezra. This is one of those bands. Now I'm on the outside looking in, so you know I just I accept this. I recognize that you modern rockers, that these guys are you know I mean these are modern rock deities. They've got a lot of big records, correct? Oh yeah, they've been around. Yeah, because I'm looking time. at their their bio and it's. Like, you know, top five, top one, number one, top 40. I'm like, holy crap. And I don't recognize any of the song titles, but I bet you if I heard the song or songs, I would go, oh, yeah, I heard that one. Oh, I heard yeah, that there's one. no way you couldn't. I actually listened yesterday at my apartment to the entire new CD. I really like it. Well, it's just, uh, you know, and I don't know if it's an age thing, quite honestly, uh, you know, and it could really be, but like, not they all sound the same, but I just. Well, first of all, song titles don't represent the uh, catchphrase in the song anymore. They usually have some sort of statement. 
That's a big thing since the 90s, you know. In the day, every rose has its thorn. And they say, hey, you like that song, Every Rose Has Its Thorn? No. But you knew what song they were talking about. Well, their new song is called Extraordinary, and they say it throughout the entire song. See, well, it's coming back. That's old school. Yeah. They're bringing to it actually back. have, <laughs> we're not gonna take it. I got a little bit of hope. This is your new single. Now, I don't, I don't think it rocks hard enough for you, D, but I really like it. Really? <laughs> what made you think that? Because I am able to still have my headphones on my head. <laughs> was it the what was it the upright slap bass the guy's playing that gave it away? <laughs> um, where's the hook? This is it. It's a really good hook. Good. I'm sure everybody will love it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a big hit. <laughs> These guys, where's the big star, uh, where's the big star sound by Dark Side? <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of bands in this, this sort of genre here that I can never figure out who's who. And they've got like tons of hits. Anyway, we're going to be talking to this guy later He's on. He's great. Yep. That guy is going to be a big star. There you go. Kevin Griffin of Better Than Ezra. Yes, right. Promoting the new CD, Closer, in stores today. And the new singles, Extraordinary. Plus, we have 104 Fest tickets to give away. Uh, the, the in-demand castaway prize pack. Do we get any further clarification on what that exactly is, Nick? Uh, you know those balls that you put on your antenna? Ah, that's what it is. So it is a tennis ball. Uh, well, well, I'm I'm uh, I'm light on those balls on my antenna. Do we also How they like our air check? <laughs> oh, they loved it. We rushed it right down there. <laughs> I can't believe it. Sean's just like I'm like. What are we going to do about that air check? And he's like, it's already in their hands. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's just leave it at that and let them play around with it. What an air check is, people might not know, is that yeah, when we do it. one of these contests, clients a lot of times might not get to hear our actual giveaway. So they'll say to the sales rep, well, can you give us a tape of when they talk about it on the air? So that's our air check. And yesterday we fumbled around. We didn't know what we were giving away. And Sean sent it on down to the client. <laughs> Stumbling. What is this thing? I don't know. It's got to be a volleyball. We can't be giving away a tennis ball. And of course we are. <laughs> Nothing but the best here at D Snyder Radio. Uh, so anyway, a lot going on. Plenty, plenty, plenty. Now listen here. Um, OzFest. A lot of people went. A lot of people sold out show. Yeah. You know, and I guess it's funny because I've got like a, a, a deluge of OzFest reaction not one Dave Matthews fan email. They were all, I actually you know? had several. I think people maybe well, thought I'd be more sympathetic to that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, the fact, the point is, you're not going to send an email to someone who knows not going to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So everybody said, oh, do you appreciate the Ozfest? And they send me always, Ozfest was kick ass. But, you know, to say, D, Dave Matthews band kicked ass, you know, is, is sort of falling on deaf ears. So they send them to you, which is good. Different strokes for different folks. Sure. That's what makes this show happen here. This is the magic of D. Snyder Radio. But here's a couple of reactions right here. Uh, Eric from Plainville, Connecticut, says the best part of OzFest for him was seeing you, D, come out on stage when, Dis when Disturbed played the cover of Walk. The whole show was great, but seeing that made the show so much better. Thank you. 
I, uh, for my money, it was a little too crowded on that stage for me to really rock out with my cock out. I mean, um, when I'm on stage and there's other vocalists, I have an incredible desire to throw them off the front. I've noticed. I just <laughs> don't want anybody on the stage when I'm there. And I really, I'm, it's one of the things I think I excel at and there's few people that I think can, can hold a candle to me. And although I thought the guy in Sturb was very good, and I didn't see the guy in Drowning Pool. I didn't see the guy in Beautiful Creatures. Uh -huh. I don't know what they're like on stage, so I can't say. <laughs> but I want to throw all three of them into the pit. A little flare-up of an ego. We can't be expected to understand him. He's so far above us. We're like ropes on the Goodyear blimp. No one no can one. hold a candle to me as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> few. I didn't say no one. I said few. That's beautiful. Few. Yeah. I've, I've seen no. I fear no man on the stage. Duly noted. Yeah, I, just, I just, you know, I just want to like. I wouldn't do it really obvious. I would just sort of give like a little nudge or something like that. You know. At just, that just poison a, show, there were about five hundred other people on stage. Well, that was that was that was audience people. Right. But you know, I appreciate that Brett just stepped back. Step off. Step off, Brett. Okay, when I'm, when I'm taking the stage, step out of the way. I hate this sharing crap. Two times I jammed with Bon Jovi. Never was the desire stronger. <laughs> I actually wanted to hold them up over my head and roar and then throw them into the crowd. <laughs> Did you join us on stage? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and this whole scenario where I grab my, I actually throw them to the wolves is in my mind. By but, his hair? Oh, no, no, just body slanting, like the whole, like, like over the head, like press them. First... Shoulder press up in the air because he's really not that big, and then heave him into the crowd and watch him be devoured. I think you spent any time thinking about that. <laughs> cookie dream, crazy, crazy cookie dream. I admit it. Um, Scott from West Hartford, also Onsfest 2001, was out of control. We had a blast. Disturbed, totally rocked, especially when D came out and jammed "Walk" by Pantera with them. D, I got a picture of you rocking up on stage. You can still rock with the best of them. Thanks, Sonny Barr. Uh, Scott from West Hartford, I appreciate it. Did I mention we also have a tremendous SummerSlam prize pack to give away? SummerSlam's coming, people, you wrestling fans. And we got a whole promotion where we're going to give away these prize packs all week. And the grand prize is going to be a trip out to San Diego for SummerSlam or something like that? Uh, San Jose, California. A trip for two. San something. Sunday, August 19th. Right, okay, so we got that coming as well. Busy, busy day today. Uh, but ne coming up next, we've got the recap from yesterday's program. It is entitled, He's the Thunder Lips of Rocky Horror Picture Show. It, do, if you look at your revised schedule, it says he's the, uh, there's a keyword. Fabulous. Oh, here's my revised. Yeah. He's the fabulous <laughs> Thunder So this is an extra five minutes of labor. <laughs> Somebody's fabulous! Well, no, I Last night, I, I, it actually popped into my head. I was like, damn it, I forgot the word fabulous. It's a key word there. I, I know, it is key. It's the subtleties that sells it. Fabulous sells the entire title. It, that just makes it work. He's the fabulous Thunderlips. You're referring to Thunderlips of, of, of Rocky fame. Yeah. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so I would be Thunderlips. I would be the Hulk Hogan of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You'd be the fabulous Thunderlips of the Rocky oh, okay. Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Heaving the other cast members off the stage. <laughs> to get anybody to want to perform with me anymore when this word gets out and these 
constantly on the. T- uh, there's a threat of me throwing you off the stage. You're doing every part. <laughs> <laughs> with changing wigs <laughs> one man show I need no one alright well anyway does it have any bearing on the actual recap today no oh ok good alright so uh, we'll take a break we'll come back we'll hear the recap from yesterday's program this is D. Snyder Radio people it's Radio 104 D. Snyder Radio zip zip on Radio 104 now back to D. Snyder Radio. Rudy and back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104. That's all. All right. We're back. Time to get down to business. Hey, Sean. Yeah? Do you remember when we were doing that, uh, what, what's my religion, or guess my religion, or whatever, what's my belief.com yeah. thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. you remember that too, right? Sure, beliefnet.com. Yeah. Beliefnet.com. I need to find out when we did that, you know, because I've got an interesting follow-up to that. Very okay. interesting. Find it. Okay, see what you can do with that. Uh, recaps coming. He's the fabulous Thunderlips of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Also, we've got some uh, SummerSlam prize pack coming your way, but it's not that easy, people. You have to actually do something for it, and you'll find out about that after the recap. Traffic update momentarily. Right now, I've got a, uh, a letter. Um, get Sean back in here, because he might have something to say about this, actually. Yes, sir. Oh, good. All right, here's a letter that concerns Nick and Sean. It's from Doc B. D, for the past few months, I've enjoyed the work that Nick and Sean do together in segments such as Shame of the Ozfest. They've seemed almost inseparable. Nick's visit to my office last week has raised an important question in my mind. Before that question, I have a pet peeve. See, I hate when I walk into an exam room to see a male patient and find his wife sitting in the room with him. Inevitably, she is there to present his medical problems to me. Beth, take note of this, by the way, okay? Okay. Usually, she does all the talking. I often want to say, you're his wife, not his mother. Last Thursday, I walked into the exam room to see Nick for his mouth pain. There, sitting in the corner, was Sean. (laughs) Let's examine the facts, shall we? One. Nick and Sean do everything together, including hanging out in rest stop bathrooms. Two, Sean, who loves porn, was present to take pictures of Nick's prostate exam. Three, Nick has a sore in his mouth, possibly herpes. Four, this was going to be the summer of the donkey punch, but Nick has no apparent partners. And finally, five, for no apparent reason, Sean was sitting in on Nick's doctor's appointment. D, the question is... Are they secretly married? People want to know. What's going on, boys? What's going on? Yeah, right? Seriously. (laughs) Why? Why? 
Did Sean go with you for your doctor's appointment? Because that is really odd. No, oh it's my. not really odd. We D? Had, is that odd? Oh God, it seems a little creepy. Please. We had a really busy day that day. That right before we left, and I had no idea how to get there. I couldn't remember how to get there. And Sean goes, "I know, I know how to get there. I'll go with you for the ride." The doppy has a waiting room, doesn't he? I I, gave, I, actually, you, I think, gave you directions, dude. I think he said, yeah, I'll drive you there, Nick. <laughs> Why didn't he wait in the waiting room? Why did he come into the exam room? Why didn't you follow my directions? It was like Doc B, you know? Yeah. So he's coming in. I'm not going to answer he's that one. He's a doctor. It was a visit with Doc B. I mean, it's not, you know, it wasn't <laughs> bad. God. <laughs> hey, Doc B, how's it going? We're well, just you're going a cute couple. <laughs> oh, really my God. Weird, Nick. Oh, yeah. Why is that cute. weird? He, it wasn't like he was checking out my ass or anything. Yeah. He was just looking at like my Like last time. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know oh, what yeah. you had. You didn't know what the exam would well, entail. Well, I know what I, I have herpes, but I mean, it's not <laughs> that bad. We all know listen, that now. Listen, the thing is, is that Sean was nice enough to come down with me. I was a little uh, bit nervous about the trip and it was a little bit hand. easier when he, he didn't hold my hand. We just yeah. went for a ride together. I was giving the kid a break. I love was, the little son of a bitch. <laughs> it's not like we're we were going, I was taking him to see, like, okay, Doc B might be my physician, but at the same time, it's Doc B. So we were just coming down to say, hey, right, let's not up? make it dirty, folks. Yeah. I mean, I think it's beautiful yeah, it's how this show, <laughs> this show has had, look at this, we've got a long meadow, Ian, <laughs> and an Enfieldite reaching across the border, <laughs> yeah. grasping each other's hands as friends. Yeah. That's that's beautiful, actually. Who would have thought, right? Who would have thunk it years ago, Nick? That's right. Did you ever thought you'd be like socializing with an Enfield scumbag? Deeper. I I never thought I'd be talking to one. Deeper. You know? <laughs> Did you ever think that you'd be you know taking cigarette breaks with a long metal elitist? No, without punching his head in. <laughs> exactly. So let's look at the beautiful thing right here. I mean, and they're very cute together. So oh my it, god. That's not sully it. Oh my god. You got the little the tattooed guy. And you know, when you got sort of the prissy kind of clean one. You know? I'm not saying that there's any kind of homosexual thing going on. I just not I that do there's anything think wrong it's with odd it, that Sean was in the exam room for your doctor's I appointment. Thought, I, just I mean, I, don't even, I haven't even had my mom in the exam room in well, 15 years. See, it was the... I mean, Duly noted. <laughs> Listen, the woman called me in, and Sean just happened to fall. I didn't even think about it, to be honest with you, until we were actually in the in Doc B's uh, office. Liar! And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, my dad always used to come... Well, it's a long story, but <laughs> oh, after Providence College, uh, I was really sick and had to go to the doctor, and I didn't have a regular physician, so I went to my um, pediatrician, and um, my dad brought me... <laughs> no, and your dad brought you? Yeah, because he wanted to make sure that I would actually make it to the doctor, because I was a little bit pissed off that I was going to the pediatrician. So I am 22 years old um, in the doctor's waiting room, the pediatrician's or sitting in the little chair, reading highlights, room. reading highlights, <laughs> highlights <laughs> with about seven like six-year-olds, eight-year-olds, and User. my father. 
And I get in a fight with my waiting in the waiting room with my dad. I'm like, Dad, you are not coming in to the doctor's office with Yes I am. I wanna make sure he knows everything you're doing, all your bad habits. You're not so, you're not hiding anything from him. I'm like, Dad, stay in here. This is in front of all these moms with their <laughs> kids and everything. So embarrassing, but I was so outraged by his behavior that the guy was 22 years old and he wanted to come into a doctor's office with me. So that was the last time I've had anybody in the doctor's office with me when I was at the pediatrician's office. It was something was reassuring about having a short, chubby guy in the room with you, wasn't it? He was a real sweetheart. <laughs> Sean sitting in the corner. Oh uh, man, that is creepy. <laughs> oh my god, it's not like that. Doc B, you would think that when he was uh, checking out my mouth with a tongue depressor or whatever and stuff, Sean was like looking in behind Doc B's shoulder. He's like, "Oh, Sean, <laughs> want to take a look?" Sean goes, "Yeah." Yeah. Like, all right, th- that's that's when it got to a point where I'm like, okay, this is odd. But up this until, <laughs> but up until that, I didn't think anything was like weird about it. I don't know. The kid was just there. It's like Doc B. You know, we're going to see Doc You're clearly B. Clearly gay. There's nothing really <laughs> like that. Oh my God, Doc B. They're just you very got, good friends. Dude, you yeah. get diseases and stuff. At uh, least we're like normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? 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 Two guys can't what? just hang out. Well, no, don't the say doctor's that. In the doctor's doctor's no, Sean, let me speak on your behalf. You really should turn off his mic. But Darkseid's got like diseases and stuff growing out of him. This was just like. This was just herpes. Oh, that's really. Woo! No, but I did ask Doc B. Doc B, I can't catch this like like airborne or anything, right? And he's like, No, no, you're all set. Yeah, airborne. Oh my god. That was that was vile. Nothing like that. There's nothing like that. I didn't even have to take my shirt off, alright? I would hope not. No gown or anything. Puppy cook. Doc B, I don't right. know where you get off. Isn't there some kind of patient, patient-y oh. rights here? Doctor like? patient confidentiality. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. doctor patient confidentiality. I think that's about what you actually have, which you freely announce. Not about who's in the waiting room with you or gotta, the exam room. I gotta talk to Doc B about that confidentiality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how you guys ever go with some the really nurses. big issues? Uh, he's got some hot nurses oh. back there who I would like to. Have them give me a prostate exam. (laughs) Is that right? Oh my God, yeah. There's one of them. Yeah, they're like late 20s, early. Yeah, they're good. (laughs) Good Okay. All right. You're very masculine. Keeping in mind, (laughs) Nick, that they have access to your medical file. You might want (laughs) to move on. (laughs) Rectal scars. (laughs) Gross. All right. it's time for the recap, but first we need a traffic update from Psycho Dan. So, Psycho, give it to us straight. All right, sit back and enjoy the recap entitled, He's the Fabulous Thunderlips of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It happened yesterday on D-Sider Radio. This is Radio 104. A shark attack has turned a Long Island man's 10th wedding anniversary celebration into a nightmare. 36-year-old Krishna Thompson had his left leg amputated by surgeons in Miami after he was bitten by a shark in the Bahamas. 
A Wall Street banker was attacked Saturday as he swam just off the beach in Freeport. His wife says the shark grabbed Thompson's leg and started pulling him down. He was able to fight off the shark and swim to shore using only his right leg. Onlookers helped him on shore where he collapsed, but was able to write his hotel room number on the sand before passing out. He may also have suffered some brain damage and other complications due to blood loss. Wow, it's a good thing he had good handwriting. Yeah. Quick, and that, I mean, having the presence of mind to write down your hotel room number when your leg has just been gnawed off by a shark is pretty impressive. For, so is swimming to shore. <laughs> Aside Fighting from, off yeah. the shark, all those kinds of things. Well, you know, like uh, survival. The survival instincts are called, mm-hmm. Beth. Yeah. I mean, what do you think our own you know, members of the show, what would you do if you were bitten by a shark? I poke it in the eye. Yeah, see? You know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Just stick it right in the eye and then take off to the beach. You probably have pre-printed cards with your room <laughs> sure. number on them. Oh, you uh, can't leave home without Emergency contact number and at all. Yes, in a waterproof lanyard around my neck. <laughs> I'm not that bad, T. <laughs> in a waterproof lanyard. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Pointing to the lanyard. Help me. Get help. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to live a long life, you may want to head to Japan. Men and women there are living longer than ever with women the longest lived in the world for the 16th year running. Official figures released Thursday show women in Japan can expect to live to nearly 85. Men there over 77. Lifestyle is the key, they say. But I hear, isn't it getting shorter since we introduced all that American food? Oh, Western, I'm sure uh, we'll start killing them off soon, yeah. We'll get them. We'll beat them soon. Iceland and be- Sweden are right behind. <laughs> See, we won't beat them by getting healthier and living longer. We'll beat <laughs> them by reducing their life expectancy. Right. They say, give a man a Big Mac and, you know, that whole thing. But Whatever it takes, Beth, we hamstring right. them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll beat them. Well, Russian doctors have found a worm living under a pensioner's facial skin, a retiree in Russia. Doctors have removed the worm living near the man's left eyelid. He could have caught the parasite from his dog. He has fully recovered. In a similar case involving a woman in the same area, she had lived for a year with a two-inch long worm under her forehead skin. They, they don't feel it or nothing. A year? You don't think you'd go to the doctor? It's, it had to be moving I mean, around. Nick has a zit. He doesn't leave the house. This lady had a worm under her skin for a year. Nick's got a worm in his pants and he lived with his whole life. That's right. Stop. <laughs> that hey, you, know, you call it a worm, some call it a statement. <laughs> <laughs> what could be grosser than the, having a worm in your life? It's disgusting. It's bad that, over in Russia. That's freaking me out. I know. <laughs> You freaked me out just there. Sorry. Well, to freak you out even further, a naked man has been found wandering an Italian town carrying his own cut-off genitals. Have you seen my wiener? He was reported to be in an understandable state of absolute mental confusion. 44-year-old has been transferred to a hospital where doctors are trying to reattach the parts. Newspaper says he was found bleeding and repeating, I don't use drugs. Your balls are showing. Later, at the <laughs> shelter-like structure where he lived, various drugs were discovered. Off to my 
no no explanation as no. to how the penis came detached. He was he found Captain Winky. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those Laying things. next to him. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That is just. That's old school right there. Is it? Somebody, I don't know. <laughs> cool. Somebody cut his dick off. <laughs> I don't think he was saying it like that. Well, UPS is investigating how it happened to ship a live alligator overnight to New York City. Workers who checked out a leaking box on a company truck found the alligator with its snout and feet bound with duct tape. It was about four feet long. Animal control officers seized it. It was not injured. UPS spokesman Norman Black said workers were not very happy. That's a quote. They do not ship living animals, and so they're trying to figure out how that happened, but they assume that someone lied to them about the contents of the package. Son of a bitch! There was no return address? I mean, they don't know who shipped it? If you were shipping a live alligator, would you put your return address on it? Well, if you didn't think you would get caught. I you know guess. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess he did think he might get caught. So he, what about where it was going? Yeah, I, I know. I Maybe the person who was receiving it said, I didn't know anything about it. Well, of course, that's what you're right. going to say. Were you expecting a package? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're going to definitely clam up about that. Mm -hmm. Dark side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ever ship anything odd? No. Or <laughs> no. That depends on what your definition of the word odd is. Maybe it wasn't alive, but it once was alive. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Grew in now, <laughs> now it had been dried. It's green. Green. Well, Seymour, Wisconsin wants to be known as the hamburger capital of the world. Over the weekend, residents there cooked nearly 8,300 pounds of ground beef in an attempt to restore the town's world record for biggest burger. Oh, it took no. a team of a dozen cooks three and a half hours to grill the four-ton patty. In case you're wondering, that's equal to about 53 cows. And you know they didn't eat. It was all raw in the middle. They're full of crap. The nearly five-inch thick patty was grilled on a customized 24-foot square grill made of cement blocks and heated by 100-pound cylinders of propane. They had the record back in 89, but they lost it in 99 to Sacco, Montana. Oh, those bastards. Did, you, did they eat it? That's a question. I don't know if they ate it, but if they didn't, they wasted 53 cows. Exactly. Wasted. No pun intended. I mean, that's, that's like right. that's like a week for Sean. You know, a week of burgers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's. I think you should have to. It has to be consumed. I think so too. To be the record. Again, I I, I see this baseball side field pizza they made once, and people were skating with brushes on their shoes. That's not a pizza. That's garbage. And disgusting. You can't eat it. It's not a hamburger. It's not... What is it? Oh, Dr. Schwarzenegger. It's not a hamburger. What is it? It's a tumor. That's right. It's a tumor if you can't eat it. That's right. You can't eat a tumor, people. We're back. Well, that was entertaining, as always. The waterproof lanyard. I know you mocked, but you said that very quickly, Beth. Very quickly. It's like, waterproof lanyard, like I had never done that. It's not like I have one. <laughs> now, in fairness, we've got them, too. They make them for canoers, so you can... They're not... Oh. They don't have little badge holders, but they have 
little compartments on them. Yeah, we've got, no, yeah. not just for canoes. We, uh, whenever we go to um, any of these water parks or mm-hmm. anything like that, it's like the perfect thing to keep, you know, some money in or something like that. Everybody's got them. Sure. Wear them. Everybody's got them. No, Thanks, we don't Dean. wear them every day like you, Beth. <laughs> she walks around with a waterproof ladder just in case. You never know. All right. Check this out, okay? <clears throat> this is uh, D. Snyder Radio's Scrambled Summer Slam. All right? Each morning this week, we're going to give away two Summer Slam prize packs. And the people who win the Summer Slam prize packs will qualify for this grand prize. A trip for two to San Jose, California to check out SummerSlam on Sunday, August 19th. Now, this is how it's going to work. Each morning, if you are the first one to unscramble a WWF superstar's name that we'll give you a scrambled version of, you see, you'll pick up the SummerSlam prize pack and you'll qualify, I guess, Friday the drawing is, Nick? Yes. All right, so it's pretty simple. And by the way, the grand prize winner gets... Airfare, this is for two, hotel, and transportation, and tickets to SummerSlam. This is pretty cool. All right? So here's the deal. And lock, lock those phones out, dark side, because there's people jumping on them already. You know, I mean, that's that's not cool. I haven't, I haven't done the scramble. Here's a scramble. Kim C. LaFoy. Yeah. Kim C. LaFoy. Okay. Check it out. See if you can figure out what superstar wrestler that is unscrambled. Call us at 860-666-4444. Win a prize pack. Qualify for the grand prize drawing. And be sure to catch WWF SummerSlam on Sunday, August 19th, live on AT&T and Cox in-demand pay-per-view for only $29.95. Okay. I put a little pause in there. (laughs) I see a little bit of a clash. (laughs) <laughs> a little bit of a clash there. Um, I'm, 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 I'm fighting my own thing right there. Do I need to give away a Twisted Sister prize pack uh, to compete? Uh, whatever. Pick your poison. The truth of the matter is that VH1 special will be on 10,000 times with any luck. So uh, you'll get to hear about my personal problems and uh, how bad the guys in the band hated me from now until doomsday, quite honestly. so And the SummerSlam only comes once. Once. So my advice to you, if you're a wrestling fan, check out the SummerSlam. And then catch catch the VH1 special another day. Is that the VCR? Yeah. Well, if you know how to do that. I can't, that I can't figure out. Give me a break. Do you even I can Watch try. one, record the other? Sure. Oh, my God. If I could do that, I'd, I'd be in NASA. I can do that. I don't understand why people think it's such a big deal to be able to tape one channel and watch another. Listen, I, the one thing I can do, I can rec- two things. I can record it, and you know how some people go to the house and the, the, it's, it's flashing 12, 12, mm-hmm. 12, 12. I can fix that. I got a piece of electrical tape black tape and I put it right over that, that you can't so even see sad. it anymore. Do you want me to come yeah. to your house and set up the it. timers on your VCR? <laughs> Would you? I will. Oh, you doll. Alright, Kerry from West Haven won the WWF prize pack, qualifying for the grand prize drawing. You can stop calling now. We're taking a break. We're coming back and it's time for, it'll be time for hypothetically. You people sent some pretty damn good questions to Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. Uh, this should be very good. So stick around. We're going to address these questions. Should I give him a hint? I should give him a little hint. There's one about the four of us rooming together with only a couple of beds. Oh, by the way, the answer to that Kim C. 
whatever his name was. LaFoy. LaFoy. Mick Foley. Get it? See how it works? We'll have another one for you later on, all right? Uh, do, do we also have one about what Beth might have done in desperation before her career here at D. Snyder Radio and how that would affect us? Hmm. Uh, there's uh, some fart machine hypotheticals. Um, pool party at my house. <laughs> Hypothetical, uh, you know, so I don't know how many we're going to get to here. One about, uh, well, video of our own birth. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll address as many as we can. Should be fun. Hypothetically is next. This is D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I'm sewing your mouth shut. D. Snyder Radio. Oh, what better way to celebrate? On Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Listen to it only when you can safely ignore the outside world completely. Okay, thank you. Radio 104. A lot of papers here. Tomorrow on D. Snyder Radio, brand new On the Road with Mudbone. Always exciting, always interesting. Wonder where he's going to wind up next. I mean, he's been all over the world this, this uh, summer, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. Uh, and he was at OzFest, though. He's back to the States. But I think he's going to be abroad again tomorrow. But one never knows. And Thursday, it's the shame of the city. Now, is it the shame of the city or is it the shame of... See, I'm sorry. I, I realize that it really should be shame of the... Dot, dot, dot. You know what I mean? Hmm. That's a pretty like good that's, idea. You know what I mean? Because it, it frees you guys up. And sometimes it's not necessarily the city. Or, you know, it was the shame of, uh, you know, shame, whatever. Shame of OzFest. Shame of any situation you guys see. Oh, thank you. That opens it up a bit. Open yeah. it up a little. <laughs> Open it up. <laughs> you know, you. I don't want to limit you guys. Yeah. Shame of the country. Shame of the earth. <laughs> shame of the universe. <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> Cackling like a madman over there. So you have that to look forward to. Beth, do you got that CEDU information? Yes. Did you know that now, through September 3rd, you can register to win D. Snyder's CEDU? The Snyder family has it for the summer, but D is giving it up on September 6th to one lucky listener. And I hear tell that the Snyder's of Long Island are having a great time on this thing. I hear yes. endless stories I've had. My wife was uh, dragging my children around the sound just yesterday. See? <laughs> and you can do the same by registering at Land and Sea Marine in Waterbury. See owners Bob and Phil if you're down there and say hi. Also, you can register at Humphreys East in New Haven and Humphreys West in Westbrook. The Sea-Doo is a 2001 GS two-seater that's worth about $7,000, and it does come with a trailer. You can register until Labor Day, and a winner will be pulled and announced September 6th. These got the Sea-Doo for the summer. Register now and make it yours forever after. Wow, you're like a professional. I try. That was awesome. All right, uh, let's see. Do we have some reactions here? Uh, let's see. Oh, to Nick's um, issues with his mouth, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, well, people, actually, it's kind of inf informative. This one's from uh, Laurie in North Haven. It says, hey, crew, when you were talking about Nick's, um, shall we say, 
problem. You guys mentioned how someone D knew had a yeast infection in his throat. Not sure if you knew this, but it's called thrush. I was wondering if it was called thrush. I think which is one of the things that affects people with full-blown AIDS. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Did not know that. But she said, that's th that is all. That's what Lori says, that is all. And we got a, a letter here from a herpes rights activist in New Britain, Connecticut. No surprise that uh, she would be in New Britain. Uh, and this is, very, this is very important to New Britain. This is very informative, actually. Dee, I was listening to your discussion about oral herpes this morning. I thought it would clear a few things up. As a longtime sufferer of the herp, I've had time to learn everything about it. One, about 60% of the population is actually positive for the herpes virus, but only a certain percentage of those get the lesions. That means that you may have the virus inside you, but not know it, and therefore you could pass it on to someone and not know you were passing it on. Did you know that, Beth? Uh, I knew, I think I knew that it was one of those viruses that sometimes lays dormant. I mean, kids get cold sores from a really young age. 60%. Mm -hmm. Two, you can pass the oral herpes to the genital area on your partner or even yourself. I'll leave that for you guys to figure out how. You can also get herpes in your eyes. If you, for instance, touch an oral slash genital lesion and then touch your eye. In fact, ocular herpes can be responsible for blindness. So it's really scary. Wow, ocular. What if you got ocular herpes, Nick? No, well, it sounds really man. bad, D. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, of course not. Three, the slang term for herpes is cold sore. Canker sores are actually something different, Nick. Okay, so you have a cold sore. I hope this clears things up. Please let your listeners know so the next time they see someone with herpes on their lips, they don't think that person is carrying the modern-day version of leprosy, a herpes rights activist. But it sounds like they're carrying leprosy. What, are you kidding me? But they're not. It's just, it's just a cold sore. It's a look. I mean, you know, I mean, you saw, you saw Spinal Tap when they all started having the uh, herpes sore on their lip. As the movie progressed, more and more people in the band had the same sore in their mouth. And I told you, Beth, I told you that if I was a, a reverend, people would love it. Love to be married by me. You did. Here's a letter uh, from Dave from upstate New York. D, my fiance and I were just talking about getting married yesterday, and I said it would be cool to have D Snyder perform the ceremony. Really, no BS. Please look into it. D rules. People would want me to marry them. And Jeremy Duddleston from Transportation Services, USCO Logistics, says, um, D, I'm getting married in Edge, uh, married in Edward Lake. Wait a minute. Getting married at Edgewood in Lake Tahoe, Nevada, next June. We're still looking for someone to do the ceremony. If you become a justice of the peace, what would be better than a free trip to Tahoe to hang out at the beach? By the way, I'd like to take the current D over the mid-80s D. It's <laughs> 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 like the Elvis thing. Do you want the young, leather-clad Elvis or fat Elvis or uh, you know, white cape Elvis? So see, people want me to marry them. I'm not surprised. I've got to, I've, I've got to somehow get ordained, Nick. Okay, we'll put it's that There's got to be a way. Yeah. It's got to be legal, though. No, no BS. It's got to be no, legal. No. Yeah. I know there are ways to do this without, you know, all that religious stuff or becoming a judge <laughs> or anything. You know, I, I'm very busy. My only regret is that you won't be ordained in time for my wedding. Oh, don't be hasty. I might get this No, I don't up. think you can get it done in time. I, I need yes. something no, with a one sheet. No. We'll make sure of that. 
give me a one sheet because that would be beautiful if I could just, you know, bless the the couple, the nuptials at Beth's affair. Uh, <laughs> come on, Beth, what a great Save photo. Save us a lot of money. <laughs> but, with the robes and everything. All right, um, we're going to get to hypothetically, but let's get a traffic update right now, okay? All right, people. It's time for hypothetically. Hypothetical questions posed by you to D. Snyder Radio, and we will uh, just in uh, all this running around the room here. Okay, Beth, what do you got? All right, this is from Mr. Chris Machette in Brewster. Okay, my hypothetical question is: Radio One Hundred Four is bringing you guys to Florida. That'd be nice. D, Nick, and Darkside and Sean share a room. Here's the twist. Thank you, Mr. Chris, for leaving me out. <laughs> There's been a mix-up in the beds, and there are just two doubles in the room. Two guys have to sleep in the same bed. Oh. So let's say you get stuck with Nick. And just before you go to bed, Nick finally announces that he is gay. What would you do? No, there is a room for rent nightly above the bar that you noticed about a block away for $500 a night. Have fun. I'm gay. I'm a homo. I All like right. guys. Mr. Machette, I think we're going we're gonna to modify your question a little bit here because I think uh, the, the, the Nick announces his homosexuality is, is sort of, uh, you know, sort of confuses the issue rather than, than the focus really is two beds, four of us. Who's sleeping with who? <laughs> Everybody's looking yeah. around the room at each other. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. <laughs> Just right, you now, can't, now you it, can't get a pull in or sleep on the floor. You can't sleep on the floor. That's out. Right, that's out. Damn. Okay, and staying up all night, out. Right. Got to lay down on a bed <laughs> yes, with sir. somebody. Who are you laying down with? I'll go first. Slim pickings. <laughs> I think I'm going to opt for Nick. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm opting for <laughs> Nick. Look, he looks so happy. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome. No, that's a good choice, D. Good choice. What am I, wood? <laughs> well, no. Dude, you take big. up too much space. You take up too much space. Yeah. I'm thinking just purely, you know, yeah. just... It, and, and the least possibility of rolling over onto him because he's small. <laughs> That's not a small. pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't want John Candy next to me. Do I say you're the closest thing we got to John Candy? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, I mean, he's the smallest guy, so we, we'd have the most privacy on that shared bed. Oh, yeah. So I'd opt for Nick. <laughs> cool. Awesome. <laughs> sleep with D. <laughs> well, no, I think you made a good choice there, D. Well, I'm I'm being practical here. I'm be, I'm being practical. Dark side. Who's your pick? Got to pick someone. Yeah, since the floor is out. Um, I, you know, I think I'd probably go along the same lines. A fully clothed Nick. Yeah. Yeah, of course, I mean, fully yeah. clothed. Yeah, I'm going to tell you a horrible story about having to share a bed with a guy once in a second. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Sean? I don't know. I Well, okay. For, I would actually have to go with Nick, but I'm... Or something like... No, listen. Not so happy no, about that one. Listen. He's, you know, on top of the covers. I'm under the covers, just and he's fully clothed. Just, just 
head to foot. Yeah. Like, that kind of you thing. You sleep on top of the blankets, I'll sleep under the blankets, uh. and then we're okay. Oh, God. I wouldn't <laughs> trust the kid. No, I would uh, trust myself. Not to, I'm not touching any of these guys. Are you crazy? Are you saying don't trust me? No, I'm talking about Nick. Oh. Hmm. Uh, well, for my own personal... What everybody wants is... So now here we are in the room, two beds, mm-hmm. and everybody has just said, I want to sleep with Nick. Yeah. <laughs> like every Saturday so now, night at the Brickyard. <laughs> so now Nick has to say which one of us he's sleeping with. Well, all right, let me make my eliminations here. Well, I ain't sleeping with Sean because you know that the kid's going to make a move at some point. I just <laughs> kind of check oh my me. God. He's, while I'm sleeping, may not touch me, but I know the kid's going to be checking me out. Oh, so Sean's gone hungry for too long. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's a homosexual issue with Sean, so he's out. What? Uh, the next issue would be with Dark Side would obviously be his. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And just the kid is like big and <laughs> oafy. And I could see him like sweating in bed. <laughs> he may roll over you and not yeah. even know it and kill you. Now, D, I have no problem sleeping with D because he's thin. You know, I think D's he would nuts. pretty like, I could envision <laughs> D just sleeping like, you know, stiff as a board, like right on his back, straight <laughs> up and down, doesn't move. Like, it's all business. You know, he's a snorer, it, pretty much. I yeah, know, I'm a but uh, well, that's that's the thing though with the snoring. I figure that's gonna disrupt the entire room, if not the floor of the hotel <laughs> where we're staying. The city so, <laughs> sucking the actual blankets <laughs> off the bed, you know, like one of those cartoons. <laughs> exactly. So if I could clamp myself down somehow so I don't get blown away by like a sneeze or something or a big snore, yeah, I'd feel comfortable with D because I, you know, whatever he does, it's all business. And I think it's the same while he sleeps, you know what I mean? Well, you're very right about this because Suzette, through physical punishment in bed, has has trained me to stay tightly to my side of the bed (laughs) and to face away from her for the (laughs) snoring thing because she doesn't like to get blown out of the bed. She likes to sleep. So, yeah, so I'm really good. I, I, I hang straight. I hang on the edge. I face away from my victim. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty trained. Cause she, I wake up to her literally, like, wailing on me in my sleep. Move! You're snoring! Punching me in the arm, like, what are you doing? She goes, you won't stop snoring, you son of a bitch! I'm like, okay, 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 I'm sorry. Roll that over. Goes, what are you hitting me for? She said, you're so freaking big! <laughs> Just crazy. So, uh, yeah, you, made, you you chose wisely. Now, I ask, does anybody have any experience actually well, sleeping with a guy in bed? Let me just say that um, Sean and uh, Darkside would be sleeping in the other bed. Oh, no, we wouldn't. <laughs> oh, yes, you yeah, would. Yeah. <laughs> it would just become a big blur of oh. tattoos. And- <laughs> oh, oh, oh. the grossest bed ever. <laughs> so badly for those sheets. Oh, that was so disgusting. Oh. What are you, you know, talking about? Darkside is going to grab Sean. Sean is like spooning him like oh, Michelle. Oh, oh, oh. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Having his way with Sean in his sleep. <laughs> I didn't want that to go by without oh, That's imagery. <laughs> Good observation. Good observation. Now, I, has anybody ever had to sleep with a guy in the same bed other than like a brother or something like that? I once had Are to. Are you talking to me? <laughs> No, well, I know you did, honey. 
Is a former morning show host mean anything to you? Oh, no. Not in the same bed. Not in the same bed. When the company oh, sent okay. us to Atlanta, though, Jake and I did have to share a room, which was awkward enough. Oh, I thought you were in the same bed. Oh, no. God. That would never have happened. Well, when I was 19, I was in a band. As a matter of fact, remember the story I told you about the a-hole who put the cigarette... We were at Columbia University, and we were using the museum as a dressing room, and he put the cigarette out on uh-huh. like a 10,000-year-old wooden statue, and we had a fight. Well, this same Crash Carano, this same guy, this same idiot, we were in upstate New York in Oneonta. We had a gig, and we had a rooming situation where the only room available, one bed, two guys. So I'm figuring, okay, I'm cool. I'm confident, young, heterosexual. I can handle this. No problem. Okay, getting right bed, fully closed top of the blankets just crash you know because we were driving back to new york the next morning just crash over on my side well speaking of crash for some crash carano who was older than me and clearly had some issues apparently he has to sleep nude <laughs> so i'm like 19 years old and there's this guy like 30 who is like ble- <laughs> laying on the bed naked and i'm like what the hell and i'm like crammed over on the corner <laughs> yeah. and so i'm like and so he's is laying there and I'm like laying over my side of the bed. I got like my jacket on and my shoes and everything like that. I'm going, what the hell is going on? Because I'm like a kid in this bed. And all of a sudden, then he gets up and at the foot of the bed starts doing nude jumping jacks, <laughs> calisthenics in the middle of the night for some... <laughs> How stupid was I? How stupid was I? I didn't, didn't take him up on his offer. Oh my God, it was the most nightmarish thing ever happened to me. I'm just like... No kidding. No kidding. This guy was the skeeviest human being in the world on top of everything else. So the next that's when everybody found out that Crash was obviously gay, but we didn't realize at the time. I didn't know until that moment. So anyway. Did he make a move? No, he didn't. He just did his thing over in the room. I laid awake all night like like a wild man. Uh, And uh, yeah, so you say, why did you stay there? But I guess I was just, you know. Like stupid kid going, well, where am I going to go? It's the middle of the winter in Oneonta, for God's sakes. <laughs> so I didn't last long in the band. And we got in a fight like the next week. Remember when he put the cigarette out on the mm-hmm. statue? So, uh, yeah, that was, that was an interesting experience. Sean, any uh, army experiences in the barracks? A lot of men in those barracks. Yeah, a lot of men, but we had our own beds. I mean, there were bunk beds, but there were twins. I didn't have to sleep with anybody. But were you allowed to like climb down and snuggle with somebody uh, if you were afraid? Yeah. <laughs> they frown upon that I in the s- army. Yeah, yeah, that's not really. I mean, I've had to take showers with guys and all that, and which isn't. You know, we've already talked about that. It's not a big deal. I'm confident uh, heterosexual. Awesome. But when I was in when I was in high school, I was part of um, you know a choir, and we were competing up in Canada. Um, for, you know, our can, uh, whatever. And it was four people, four of us, and we had to share, you know, two beds. That was uh, an experience. Uh. Oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah, You're I just mean, sleeping. It, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, it was weird. Women it was do the first it all time. the time and don't think anything of it. Yeah, it was the first time I had to sleep with another guy. I mean, I was like 17 years old. Women are well, different sleeping together. Like, guys got, like... I mean, you guys have breasts, but that's like... I mean, you show each other your breasts and stuff like that. In the the when well, it shouldn't be weird until people get weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but for a guy sleeping, like, you have issues when you're in bed. Like, females don't have, like, wake up with 
morning wood and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> not it, like, usually. Guys like wake up and like weird things happen to their penis that they can't control overnight. So, I mean, oh. that's kind of an issue too. But I can't believe none of you said like you've never had to sleep with your dad before. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to go there? No, like I mean, how I'm, old? <laughs> I don't know, like high school and stuff like that. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe none of you have ever had to sleep with your dad. Like we took, I remember there were a few times where we were down in um, New Jersey and where relatives uh, lived and we weren't staying at their place and we had to get a hotel. We were going to a few f funerals, I remember, and I had to stay in a hotel room with my dad in a <laughs> double <bed. laughs> Let me tell you, I mean, even if we're in single beds, like, sleeping with my dad, I don't know how my mom has done all these years, great guy, but, oh my God, he is the, I, I mean, D, your snoring might be one thing, Darkside and I caught some of it in a limo ride once when he conked out for a yeah. bit, but, uh, my dad, I mean, you could hear him throughout my whole house when he falls asleep, you know when my dad's snoring. And with the covers, and <laughs> pulling the covers over and stuff, and he kicks. And yeah, I had to sleep with my dad a few times, and that was just a horrible experience. All right, I'm just going to do, before we take a break here, and we've got more hypotheticals, a quick one from Thor the Love Warrior. Mm -hmm. Very simple. If, God forbid, Darkseid's fart machine were to break, and he was left with only one sound, which one would you want it to be? Oh. He's only got one sound bite to play. Which one would you want it to be? And I want to go first. I, I think because I get so much pleasure out of it every time it plays. I can't. I, I, and this, that is extremely tough. As I'm about to say one, I'm thinking of another. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I, I, my mind goes to it's not a tumor. I mean, you know, where 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 would we be with that? It's not a tumor. That's not right. The, uh, the the French mistake, you know. I mean, but um, I came to uh, I came to. If you want the food, <laughs> you take the food. When you want cattle, yeah. you take the cattle. When you want food, you take the food. When you want a woman, you just take the woman. It's like no, I should have nominated yeah. for Academy Award. Yeah. <laughs> that was like an amazing moment. Could it be that once again you were angry at someone else? I mean, it's great stuff. Anybody have, have a, a thought? My recent favorite is Duly Noted. Duly Noted. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. But there are so many from days past. I'd have to sit down and look. Nick, you got a thought? Hmm. Man, this is a tough one. Um, I kind of like that one from uh, Deliverance. That's a good one. Squeal, squeal like a pig? Come on, squeal! Squeal! <laughs> <laughs> that is a classic. Yeah, I like that one. That's evergreen. Yeah. And Dark Side? You're the maestro. Uh, I, I do like the um, one. I do like the duly noted, but... Uh, <laughs> This is, this is also a personal favorite. Whip out everything you got and do it in the butt. That one's smooth, too. That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> and it's multi-purposed. You know, you can use it for almost anything. Yeah. Beth, have you figured one yet? Or you, you, I'm going to go with duly, duly noted. noted. Yeah. Duly, duly noted. noted. 
<laughs> he adds a lot to the show. All right. Taking a break. Coming back. We got some more hypotheticals. And uh, I actually think we got a, well, is a, one about you, Beth. And uh-huh. Desperate times, early years. You know, what if? Let your imagination run wild, people. And another one regarding pool party, my house. Someone falls in. Someone needs mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Oh. Uh, and uh, to be addressed. Okay, so stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. Anything else I need to tell them? Are you giving away 104 Fest tickets, too? Uh, yeah, when we get back. Good, so uh, don't go anywhere. This is D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. I've had the pleasure of listening to you talk. D. Snyder. I seen him go nuts. Radio, Radio 104. I can't sell this, man. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. What is there to talk about? Oh, let's go. oh we're not gonna take it. Starting to sound like somebody we know. On Radio 104. Tomorrow on D. Snyder Radio, Sagan Zivasa. And Friday, we've got a family feud coming your way. D-Snyder Radio style. Be sure to go to Radio104.com and check out this week's Peeps Ball. Answer the survey question so we have a nice sampling. We want your opinions, your thoughts. What are you thinking? D-Snyder Radio wants to know. <clears throat> now, Radio 104 Fest is coming Monday, September 3rd. That would be Labor Day to the ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater. 25 bands for 25 bucks. Check this action out, all right? By the way, that's 25 bucks for a pavilion or a lawn seat. Pavilion if you can get it. Top of the bill, Fault Line. Blink-182, Saliva, Alien Amp Farm, Sum 41, Scapegoat Wax, Good Charlotte, Newfound Glory, Stereo Mud, Prime SDH, The Calling, Boy Hits Car, The Start, Crash Place, Crystal Method, Cold, Stroke 9, Dave Navarro, Jimmy Eat World, Bad Ronald, and Mest. Local bands, Throne, Sybil, Grover Dill, Evil Beatles, Gray Cell Green, and Facing Sideways. 25 bands, 25 bucks. And you know what, Beth? It's... More than anything, I mean, the bands are, are great and stuff. It's the event. Yeah. It's good time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I first time I went, I was like pleasantly surprised. It's just the whole vibe of the place was great. And uh, I'm pretty sure that Wilkow will be prevented from throwing lunch and meats at strippers' asses. Uh, so if some of you are concerned with that. Uh, you know, like, well, what if I go there and I bring my kids or something like that? I, I think that, you know, the boys were, you know, they, it was a long day. And they got a little carried away, although I guess they would be guilty of premeditated luncheon meat throwing at strippers' asses since they brought the luncheon meats with you, with them, as Beth pointed out yesterday. Uh, by the way, get your tickets now through alltickets.com locations, meadows, box office, strawberries, coconuts, LaSalle music. You can charge by phone at 203 265 1501. Purchase online at Radio104.com while you're there going to the Peeps Poll. Or be calling up at 10 right now to 860-666-4444 and you will win a pair of tickets to Radio 104 Fest, which we will all be attending. We'll be doing a couple of signing sessions, so we'll get to meet you. If you've never met us before or maybe you met us before and you want to say hi again, that's cool. We're down with that. Okay. Some uh, fairly quick reactions to some things we've been talking about as of late. Okay, and uh, first of all, I was a little nervous when I saw read this first line. D, just thought you might like to know, I saw the MTV birthday party on the rerun this weekend. When you and Huey came on, I noticed that they had edited out 
I read edited out. I said, sons of bitches, they edited out my comment about MTV. But they didn't. They edited out the part where that stupid VJ said, so what are you guys doing, getting drunk? <laughs> Like, get, like the last thing he said about drinking bees or something like that. And then we said, yeah, they're, they're drunk. Yeah, I just, just started laughing and Huey's just standing there dumbfounded. It could have been worse. They could have edited out Huey's one word, tattoos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's just standing there like, what? Like, where? Who? Uh, obviously, MTV decided it was as stupid as all of us peeps thought it was. That's from ND Girl. P.S. When will you have the show over the internet again? Very soon. Uh, Clear Channel has informed us that, that the program to make that happen is being instituted as we speak. They're just going city by city, working their way down. They've got a lot of stations, and uh, and very soon. I don't do I know. Is it is it days? Is it weeks? Probably. Okay. So uh, we, believe me, I'll keep you updated on that. Um, Meg Kidda said, D, I didn't get to catch the airing of the 20th anniversary of MTV, but I'm glad someone finally had the sack to tell them the truth. I haven't randomly turned on MTV and actually caught a video on it in about, uh, like two decades. No kidding, dude. No kidding. And I just want to tell, uh, Fresh Frankie of the John and Minnie show, the man with many names. That was a really cool letter, man. And, uh, thank you. Very nice letter, too. Uh, and this will save here. Okay, we're good. Well, you have to get back to hypothetically. We don't have any music, so... Hypothetically, hypothetically. I have to write some big show tune. It will bring out the dances and everything like that. Because, so here's the next hypothetical question. It's actually regarding Beth. And by the way, Marge from East Hampton won the 104 Fest ticket. So you can stop calling. Because she's going to the show. All right, Beth, and this might be, this is a hypothetical, so please don't get all crazy now. I understand. From Master 21 in Windsor. Mm -hmm. says, hypothetically, if early in her career, a young Beth Lockwood had to make some money by participating in an adult film, Years later, that film is brought to your attention. Now, it's addressed to me, but we'll ask the guys. Question is, do you let Beth know that you have seen her in the film? If so, how do you break it to her? I think you should also say, do you watch it? I was going to say, I would first ask, would you watch it? Okay. Gentlemen, of course, you can't let my, my, uh, my answer uh, affect your answers. I would not watch it. Thank you, D. And I would not, I would not say anything to you. I just would just, you know, <laughs> I'd rather, I'd actually rather not know, uh, because I don't think it's important to the show, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's important to, to what we do, and clouds things. It would make you feel uncomfortable to be outed, and I think it would affect the way, you know, the way you relate to me, and if, and if you, if I saw it. And you knew it. Forget that. I don't right. think you'd be able to look me in the eye again. And, and, and I might feel weird, you know, relating to you. You know, sometimes things happen and people do things. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be held accountable. Well, I am held accountable. But same time, if you didn't mention it to me, obviously it's not something that you want to talk about or you want to bring right. up. So I would just say, you know, this is better 
better than I not see this. I would That's appreciate me. that, that you handle it exactly that way. If in, ca- if in fact I had ever done porn. Hypothetically. <laughs> um, Dark say Dave. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat because I got a lot of uh, things from back in the day that oh. uh, <laughs> I personally wouldn't really want, you know. Did you do porn? <laughs> No, well, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Technically, no. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's her own business, her own privacy, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't let her know I even knew about mm-hmm. it. What if you um, were, what if you were, I'll ask, wait till Nick gets to answer everything, but what if you were at a party and it came on and you saw it by accident, D and Darkside? Would you tell me that you saw it or you just would let it go? No. Would you leave the room? Probably, yeah. Uh, well, it depends. Okay, depending being if, if like, say one of my brothers grabbed me and said, dude, check us out, it's Beth. Now I'm kind of like in this odd position where everybody's sort of looking at me and this thing's on and you're there on the screen doing God knows what. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and I might, you know, I would, I would probably say, Oh man, that's that's effed up, you know. <laughs> if, I, if, I walk, if I walk away or something like that, you know. But I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't like like run away or something. I'd probably, I'd probably like, oh man, you know. Gosh, she was really young there, you know, or, or something, and I walk away like that. And you wouldn't. I mean, I got it. respect for you, and Thank you know, you. when we work together, and I guess, you know, I'm just one of those people who just thinks that something. Like you said to me. Well, if you if it was a known fact, you know, you would say, well, you know, truth be told, during you know a few years ago, I was really on the balls of my ass, and I actually did some soft porn or hardcore or whatever. <laughs> At that point, it's open season. Right. At that point, it's open season. You know, we can check it out if we want because you all brought it up. But if you've kept it quiet for this long, yeah. it's obviously not your proudest moment. All right, Nick. I gotta watch that thing. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta watch that thing, Beth. I mean, Dark Side, you're a freaking liar, but I won't get into that. Um, I completely understand what D is saying, and Beth, you know, I'm you're willing the, to risk our relationship. No, I have the <laughs> utmost respect for you. I think you're a wonderful human being, but at the same time. I, I gotta watch that thing. <laughs> I, gotta, I, I gotta watch that. I can I mean, understand. And I would feel really uncomfortable if, you know, like I was brought in and other people were around me and they're like, Nick, it's Beth. That would make me feel really uncomfortable if I Because then you'd feel like the brother. Y- yeah, but I mean. But by yourself. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. Don't picture me like in a dark room doing weird things. I just like, I, I don't think I would do anything. It's not like I would get off and I would just be like, my jaw would be on the floor. I, well, that's just now. Would you tell me that you saw it? Um, I think I would. I would have to because I couldn't be. You can't lie to Beth. You can't hide anything from Beth. She knows. She has a very strong woman's intuition. So, so you would be act, re- acting weird to her, and she would go, "Nick, yeah. you're, you're acting strange. What's the matter? <laughs> How would you be, tell me? I, what would you say? Oh, I'd just be. I, Beth, I saw the video. (laughs) (laughs) We'd be talking about something completely different, and I don't know, it'd be popping in my head and stuff, and I would just, in the middle of that, I'd have to be like, Beth, I saw it. I gotta tell you something, I saw it, and God bless you. (laughs) It's so funny, Beth, because... 
There's the question. And then it says, bonus hypothetical. How many times would Nick watch the movie while pleasuring himself in one week? No, this I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> do anything like that. But you'd have to watch it. Yes. yes. The whole thing? Of course. <laughs> I'm sure it would be quality. Had I ever done porn, I'm sure yes. it would have been a quality it would, production. It would be tasteful, of yes. course. Let's, oh, we have one more question. Let's do a traffic update from Psycho Dan before we address this one. <clears throat> All right. The final hypothetical question, Beth Lockwood. Okay, it says, let's say, D, you had a pool party at your house with the morning crew, something that might happen at some point. And let's say one of the guys is getting a little tipsy. He means Nick. And he fell in the pool. So one of you jumps in and drags him out and finds that he's not breathing. Now that you know that he has herpes of the mouth, who is going to give him mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation? Keeping in mind that you can see the sores on his tongue. Eric from Waterbury. This is very nice. <laughs> 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 I, I was like, what do you mean who? We're going to get knocked over. If Spike <laughs> <laughs> what? Out of the way. You're like George Costanza leaving the burning fire in the party, you know, just knocking people over. He needs me. Well, he's, he's not me. breathing, so time is of the essence. It's not like we can shoot for it. <laughs> can I clear something up? That was just out of hypothetical here for a second. I don't have I don't have the herpes all over my tongue. I mean, yes, I, mean, I have ter herpes, but nothing's on my tongue. I cleared up. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> all right, we'll okay. just say you had one oh, festering open sore. Yeah. So you could see the sores. Well, no. actually, I'm. I am. I do know, uh, you know, how to do that, but it's been many years, Beth. Yeah. I think you're more qualified. Oh, because I'm the lifeguard. Yes. Well, my yes. lifeguarding has expired. Now, is this assuming that I haven't remembered to bring with me my American Red Cross pocket guard that you put over someone's mouth in case of emergency? <laughs> <laughs> Beth. No. You <laughs> don't carry that with you. No, no. But when you're alive, when I was a lifeguard, I did. Is that right? Oh yeah. You don't know who's coming to the pool. They have this one of these things that, that fits right over the person's mouth. You should keep one by your pool, D, just in case Nick comes down for a swim. <laughs> and um, it protects you from actually touching that person's mouth, but you can still provide the necessary treatment. I didn't know that. Yeah, they have those. Oh, especially because one of the tough things is sometimes people who need resuscitation also have vomited. Or there or there are cuts or things on the face. Paramedics and nurses. My sister has one. I didn't know about that. Mm -hmm. Well, assuming there is I've not I've forgotten one to of, bring it. You've forgotten to bring it. I mean, chlorine does kill a lot of germs, but that's mouth right on mouth. I know. <laughs> if he didn't have the herpes, I wouldn't hesitate at all to save his life. Thank you wouldn't hesitate. But I guess even if he did have the herpes, I'm not going to let the kid die on the pool deck. Thank you. Well, I would try the, you know, there's got to be some other... Alternatives, isn't there? <laughs> Pushing on the stomach and stuff like that. A few inches above, just trying to blow into his mouth. Yeah, gesturing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, can't you, like, push the stomach to get some air going? No, in there, like that pump? pushes it out. Where's it coming from? <laughs> um, dark side? Yeah, I think I'd have to nominate Beth. No, this. what if I weren't there? Okay, take me out of the picture. I already said I wouldn't let him die. I don't know. So I'm not around. I, I don't know CPR. I don't think I if could If you did. Oh, come on. Don't put me in that situation. Um, I don't know. I'd, you wouldn't uh, let the kid die. 
Uh, I don't think I would. I'd try to give it a shot, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could give him the it. fart of life. <laughs> 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 Squat on his face and blast gas into his mouth. I'll probably wake me up. <laughs> that would wake him up. <laughs> it's kind of like that stuff you wave under the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Smelling salt. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, I mean, certainly, you know, um, I mean, I think I've probably had cold sores myself not on the outside but i've had you know sores from time to time in my mouth so i probably got the virus already one way or the other seriously i mean we can goof about it but if i'm the only one there i'm gonna try and save a guy's life <laughs> you know? I'm gonna die. i won't enjoy it though what kind of person would say oh, yeah, i was just gonna let him sit there and die come on some would oh, sean would you help bad. him out of course, I'd help him out. I mean, I've I've yeah. saved someone's Wait, life. Wait, I'll make before. it clear: no tongues. Mitch. Oh. Just pure, you know, this is pure business. Here. No. I, what if Darkseid were in the same situation? Would you give him mouth to mouth? Yeah, but I'd probably take like a toilet paper roll or something <laughs> like that and use that, like insert that in his mouth and blow into there. But yeah, I'd save his life. I, I mean, Sean, like his teeth and stuff, I'd probably open up his mouth first and put saran wrap in <laughs> around his teeth or something and then blow. Well, first but. off, I would never let my friend die. And I've given mouth to mouth to someone before. <gasps> I've saved someone's life. You saved a life. That's really honorable, you guys. It's nothing to you, at. Yeah, right? The guy's walking around this earth right now because... I happened to be there, and I didn't think like, "Oh, I'm not going to kiss him." You don't look you at it like that. You saved his life. Yes. Would you give him the BJ of life? <laughs> <laughs> he needed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Well, he. Um, it was when I was working at my last place of employment. This is about three years ago, and at the gym. Yeah, at the gym, and he was in the locker room, and he, <laughs> his heart. He complained that he was having chest pains. Next thing I knew, you know, his arm was numb and everything like that. I told someone to call 911, and in the midst of, you know, That's the first thing you do, Beth. Mm-hmm. Nine, dial 911. Right. That's the first thing you in do. Midst, Very good. Yeah, and in the midst of uh, the ambulance on, go, getting there, he basically lost a pulse. He had no pulse. I put him on the floor and administered CPR. You good know, for you, Sean. Uh, the breasts and the heart, you know. You're was a he hero. Nude? Yeah, actually, he was. Oh, no. He had just gotten out of the pool. I didn't. I didn't have time to think. Like, oh God, he's naked. I'm not doing this. The whole morning show. We should all go to the Red Cross and take the class. Sometimes we've had offerings from uh, listeners who are involved. It's, I mean, it's a good thing to have. Good knowledge Especially, to have. Especially, do you have four kids? I know, I know. I took the course. I'm certified. But now, I'm, I used to carry that damn manual around and reread it all the time because I became terrified that I wouldn't remember what to do. They say it comes right back to you. That's They do. They but say, I don't want to take that chance. We should all get recertified. I could use a refresher course because I, I haven't taken it since like 88 or something like that, somewhere around there, 88, 89. So it's been a while. I could use a refresher course. When you- Look at that. Sean, see, Sean, nude guy. Needs to be kissed, the kiss of life. Yeah. And Sean's like, I didn't even think twice about it. Hard to believe. <laughs> I didn't exactly look at it like that, you know, but I'm glad that the guy's walking around. Did he give you five bucks or anything? No, he didn't. No. You know what? He didn't pay me anything, although he did say, I'm going to pray for you every day. Did you say, that in the quarter won't get me downtown? No. <laughs> <laughs> he said, so I, got, so I got that going for me. Which is nice. On your deathbed, you'll receive total consciousness. I didn't want to hit him. 
<laughs> I didn't want to hit him up for money. Like, hey, dude. No, that, I mean, that's nice that he's going to pray for you. That yeah, he nice. said, he's, I mean, he was very thankful. He's oh, like, thank God. you so no, much. And he had like tears in his eyes when he came back from the hospital like a week later. And he realized that I was the one who, you know, basically saved his Did life. Did he say, you mean that kid with the tattoos? <laughs> yeah. You're not being truthful here, Sean. The first, you know, that when he opened his eyes and he was revived, he looked up. The first thing that guy said was, That's my day. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and you know what though like when you're in that situation <laughs> when, when you're in that situation you don't think about you know like any of that like the guy's naked or oh my god I'm putting I know I might throw a towel over his genitals first <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, just, it's really just a quick gesture towel over the genitals yeah and then, then provide the necessary yeah. uh, you know <laughs> Kiss of life. Oh, that's not so heroic anymore. <laughs> it is, John. massage. It's an odd way to bring a man back to consciousness. Captain Winky! <laughs> Don't let them take it away from you, Sean. You saved a man's life. How many people can say that? That's true. Not that many. Outside Be of the medical proud. profession. Yeah, right. In dark side, don't tell me you wouldn't save someone's life. I mean, you would do it in that situation, too. <laughs> he makes sure he clears out the pool before but of course, he uses I it. So. Dark on the guy. <laughs> exactly. He would have been in the locker room with under those circumstances. <laughs> I didn't drag them back out into the main area. Dark side. That's, that's why Dark side leaves because he's afraid the old guy might have a heart attack and he'd have to give him out to the Dark side being the homophobe, I actually believe that he would let someone die. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's just make sure he's not there. <laughs> so no guilt. Wasn't there? Wasn't there? I didn't see a thing. <laughs> I didn't see anything. Cool. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. All right. Oh, okay. Well, that's the end of hypothetically for today. Thank you for your questions. If you've got a hypothetical question, and it's nice when they're creative, um, like yeah, I mean hypothetical. I don't want. I really don't like to address. Do you believe in the afterlife? A little too serious. You know, keep it light, people. Send them to Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com, okay? And we'll do that next week. All right, we're taking a break. News is coming up next. Beth Lockwood, what's going on? Well, I'll give you the update on what happened up at Six Flags in Agawam yesterday with the roller coaster collision. Also, President Clinton has signed what is expected to be a record deal for his memoirs. Also, because your diamond engagement ring be ruining your marriage, one astrologer thinks it just might be. Also, D, another toy that your kids are going to be asking you to get soon. Coming back into fashion, it's an old school toy. Also, reports of what happened between Kid Rock and Tommy Lee over Pamela Anderson. Oh. Uh, the crotchless Monica Lewinsky pants are selling like hotcakes in South America. And also, we have a name for the new Star Wars movie. And it looks like Poison is calling off its tour. I'll tell you why. I think I know. Well, you have the House of Hair Inside Info. Yes, I do. Well, we'll see if that's the reason, because, you know, I saw things brewing. Oh, no, um, I don't think you do know. Oh, no, it's something different? Yeah. Oh, okay, because, uh, you know, I thought it was a CC issue. No, this is an injury issue. Ah. Okay, and uh, we got reaction to uh, our conversation about our weekends and what have you from yesterday. Uh, people uh, very intrigued with the possibility of me being doing Broadway. Broadway, Beth. Yes, I'm on Broadway. That's pretty cool to say that. Mm -hmm. I got I to gotta try and make it happen. 
I'm excited when I go to a play on Broadway. Never yeah. mind getting up there. Hmm. Even, they say like, it just, even if it's like a month, you know, a limited engagement. It's so cool to have done that. That's a feather in your cap. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get back. Stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. There are methods that they use that we can't always understand. D. Snyder Radio. But that's what we do. On Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. 666-4444. On Radio 104. I wonder if I got any coverage on that VH1 thing last night. I didn't watch it. It was on a little late. Yeah, it was on late. Mm-hmm. 10 o'clock. It's that Below the Waist documentary on sex and rock and roll. They interviewed me extensively for it. I got the impression from the letter they sent me that I you know, got coverage. But uh, I didn't see any email regarding it. Well, it's on every night this week. I know I'm on it sometime. 10 o'clock. It's probably pretty interesting, actually. The questions they were asking me were pretty interesting. So, uh, you might want to check it out. 10 o'clock, all week long. VH1, Below the Waste. The history of sex and the role it's played in rock and roll. Actually, tonight I'm going, today, big day, promoting the new Twisted uh, tribute records coming out August 14th. Going down to VH1, all the original band members, we are hosting VH1's rock show. I'll let you know when that's going to be on. I don't know how far in advance they film those things. Probably not more than a couple of weeks because they're probably timing it for the release of the re- of the uh, CD. And the behind the music. I got some reaction here, Beth. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, it's for, uh, you know, talking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, Pierce Jeep, funny guy, says, I think the Broadway deal you are pondering is a great idea. As you stated, during the show, you are our guy. So starting today, I'm telling people, D. Snyder is my bitch. <laughs> Go for it, D. Pierce Jeep. What a guy. Uh, Elizabeth writes in, she says she wasn't able to get through on the phone lines. She wanted to tell us what she learned yesterday. Said, apparently, no matter how much time goes by or what else you do in your career, those in the entertainment industry, i.e. Hollywood, Broadway, etc., will always see you first as a vocalist, second as a transvestite, and third as an entertainer. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. There are worse things. Um, Genghis John says, D, you as Eddie in the Rocky Horror Picture Show would be so cool. Do whatever you need to do so you can make that happen. Run a few best of shows during the week so you can get some rest. Call in some guest hosts, whatever it takes, except let Nick host the show alone. And let us peeps know when you'll be performing so we can invade Broadway like Dark Side's posse invading the pool area. (laughs) (laughs) Which Beth describes as like the scene when the employees hit the pool in Caddyshack. The invasion. Uh, Barb Boucher. D. This is regarding me doing the Rocky Horror Show. D, that's huge. It would be a perfect time for you to do this. It does feel like we have a piece of what you do. Rock on. Broadway D. That's what they'll call me. Uh Uh-oh. Here's your song. Is this his song? This is Eddie's song. Cut this. He gets up there, but I got the range for it. 
I actually, it's either this or uh, the role of Riff Raff. But this would be easy. Oh, it's only one short song. Because I'm dead. Yeah, I come bursting out, make a splash, get killed, and then, you know, take a bow. Crank it, the big chorus. Big ass DA. I could do that. I could call him the mullet into a DA. I'm going to check the show out tonight and see what it's going to do. And then the, then there's one other scene that's he's stuck in a table, but they could just use a dummy of you. Suck it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah he's dead, frozen. They yeah. find his body in there, right. Uh, D, this is from Clark's brother. Wow, that's awesome that you will get the opportunity to perform in a Broadway musical. I think they have made a good choice in casting. Frank will never grow up now. Blados from Attatuck, Long Island, says, Last October, my girlfriend and I saw Sebastian Bach in Jekyll and Hyde. I was not all that hip to going, but after I saw after I went, I thought it was cool. My point is, metal legends on Broadway bring out those that are not traditional Broadway fans. You'd be a uh, if you do Rocky Horror, I'm gonna gorilla in with a posse, dark side style. Is this like it's, it's becoming dark side style? Oh, cool! Quite a reputation for yourself. And lastly, Sona Woman writes, says, D, I, I was both psyched and dismayed to hear that you had been asked to play the part of Frankenfurter in the Broadway production of Rocky Horror Picture Show. I can totally see you in that role. However, as you aptly pointed out, it would mean you couldn't do the morning show. So I was relieved to hear that you were considering either Riff Raff or Eddie. If you decide to do it, we have to let the peeps know so we can go gorillaing in to one of the Broadway theaters to go see you. How awesome would that be? You're perfect for any of the roles, and I'd love to be able to say, I saw you when. Please don't abandon the peeps. You're our guy, and we need you. I ain't abandoning you. Just hoping that the uh, the legion of peeps is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But I am your guy. Dirtbag in high places. I'm sorry, All right. bitch. That's right. I'm, I'm your bitch. <laughs> I'm damn glad to be it. All right. Time now for the news. One rider says her neck hurts, but that it could have been worse. She's talking about a roller coaster crash at Six Flags in Agawam. Yesterday, 22 people were treated for minor injuries after two cars collided on the Superman Ride of Steel. Aguam's deputy fire chief says there were a few broken noses, broken bones, facial oh. cuts, and bruises, but most of the injuries were minor. Accident victims and witnesses say the collision happened when one train rear-ended another one as it was leaving the platform to begin the ride. Oops. Seems to be that that is one of the big ways that accidents happen on roller coasters. What? Is the rear end collision when one has yet to leave the gate and the other one comes in? Comes barreling into the... Yeah. Uh, wow. Is it, is it me or do we have an inordinate amount of accidents up here in uh, the Northeast? Well, they seem to be happening all over the country. Are they? Yeah. So it's, it's not just us? I don't think so. Okay. But this doesn't... This is. I'm glad it wasn't like... You know, when the thing is going down the big drop mm -hmm. or in a loop-de-loop, -loop it, it never seems to happen there. Seems like you said to be like coming into the gate or leaving the gate or they get stuck or something like that. But um, Because yeah. that would suck if these things start falling off the rails and stuff. Yeah. Now, having only been an operator of a kiddie ride for a week once myself, I don't know exactly how this can happen, but I'm sure that we'll investigate. No big accidents ever happened on my ride, though. And for you people with the broken noses, 
if if you've been thinking about rhinoplasty, this might be a good time to do it <laughs> since you already got the broken nose. They can fix it up for you. Bonus. Bonus. Turn turn a frown right. into a smile. Get that nose you've always wanted. <laughs> Waterbury Mayor Philip Giordano heads to federal court today for a bail hearing in his child sex case. The charges apparently involve two girls between ages 8 and 11. The girls' families, uh. no surprise here, planning to sue the city and have hired attorneys. Waterbury Alderman may vote tonight to ask Giordano to resign. He has pledged, however, to return to work by tomorrow. How bizarre is that? What, what are the people in Waterbury going to do? I mean, first... First of all, the guy is innocent of proven guilty. Sure. And, and that person, I remember somebody wrote a letter that says, you know, it's really changed. The press sort of crucifies you, you know, and we crucify people. I mean, we're, you know, we're always looking for something to goof around about. And boy, what a perfect thing, you know, some guy who's a pedophile and he's the mayor. I mean, you know, but at the same time, he is innocent. But it's got to be. It, it's just the questions are just nagging. And it's going to be very difficult for anybody to take him seriously are the people in waterbury going to accept this guy as a mayor i don't think he's going to have an easy time going back and getting right back into his official duties he's already said that he's not running again so he's lame duck anyway and he's, he he's not coming I mean, the, back the, the state is already handling the budget in waterbury he doesn't have all that much to do in his office when he does get back there so it'll be interesting to see how Except it plays play with out kids i'll tell you waterbury <laughs> is an interesting place to watch city government yeah uh, and and we'll definitely everybody's going to be watching mm -hmm. so well, i don't i just i just want to yeah i just did you say that there were they're thinking of like passing a thing that he can't serve anymore. Or, well, you know what you said? they're going to pass. They're going to ask him to resign. Is what they expect to do. I don't think that they will throw him out. I think you're opening yourself up for all kinds of legal action if you do that. That's my opinion. I'm not a lawyer, but yeah. Well, he's you know uh, he says he's now says it's going to be business as usual. He's going to see his first underage kid at ten at about ten a.m. I think. Right? Is that, is that what he said? Yeah, that's that's the word we got. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the world's leading experts on cloning get together today in Washington. The National Academy of Sciences says it arranged the conference because of widespread confusion about human cloning and the complex ethical issues it raises. So they'll hash it all out today in D.C. You know what? I heard somebody <clears throat> talking on, the, on, on some show whatever. I think it was that show I was on on MSNBC the other day. Oh, Mitch Albom's show? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it might not be as well. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. The point was, he's made a very interesting observation. He said that whenever a new technology comes into light, you know, things that, you know, he says, take heart transplants. When that first was brought up, people were freaking out. The idea of transplanting another heart, it was immoral, it was this, it was that, you know. People people were just freaking out. And now, it's like an everyday occurrence. And he says that we're really just, there's really no stopping the technology. And as this happens every time, some new idea, and, and it's actually, I mean, if it wasn't, you know, used for purposes of evil... You know, that's what everybody's afraid of, that that wealthy people will be, you know, have duplicates of themselves that they'll be using for spare parts and that kind of stuff. If it was used for good and not evil, it's an amazing, amazing thing. 
Yeah. People are just always fearful that it's going to be the old Frankenstein story, that somebody's going to get power crazy, like Nick, you know, needs a lung now. <laughs> you know, he's not, he, he can't wait, you know. So, I mean, and, and this guy was just saying that, you know, every time something dramatic and new has happened in science, people are freaked out. And then, you know, cut to 20 years later, and it's just like being done. But then, you know, the other side of that is you say, yeah, but you know what? It's this sort of questioning that creates some sort of checks and balances that mm -hmm. keeps things from getting too out of control. But I, but I think this guy's right. 20 years from now, it'll be here. Cloning for purposes of good, not evil. You know, and they'll be, you know, making lungs for people like Nick. So, Nick, smoke away, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Smoke away. You're cool. You want to do traffic, Psycho? Yeah, good traffic, please. Alrighty then. Traveling on 84 east into Hartford. Still a little bit slower on exits 43 and 44. 84 west, you're backed in over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 south, just busy now from exit 36 into downtown. 91 north looks pretty good. Traveling on Route 2, a little bit slow approaching exit 5D. Then it gets slow again from exit 4 up to the flyover. 91 south into New Haven is still slow from exit 3 down to the 95 merge. Traveling on 95 south, slow going from exit 53 now all the way up to the queue. And Route 8 is heavy through Waterbury at 818. I'm Psycho Dan with the Smart Rock Report on Radio 104. A publisher is announcing a deal with former President Clinton for his memoirs. Terms have not been announced, but Clinton is expected to receive one of the biggest, if not the biggest, advances ever for a nonfiction book. Expect to see it on shelves around 2003. The current record for nonfiction is $8.5 million. That was for Pope John Paul in 1994. You know what I'm going to get for my memoirs? 38 cents. <laughs> They're expecting $10 million for an advance for him. For who? Clinton. I heard it was 12. This morning, they 12. said 12. Well, they yeah. haven't formally announced what it will be, but it, if it's it's more than eight and a half, probably. So. Yeah, he said, uh, you know, he said that he's going to focus primarily on his president years as a president, that he will discuss the, the, the impeachment and what have you, but they don't know how mm -hmm. detailed he's going to get as for he has not committed to i'm going to it's going to be a tell-all book about you know the first time she flashed her ass at me and all that stuff <clears throat> but you know but you know what you only get those numbers when you got well with the exception of the pope but he's like a direct line to god isn't he sure okay so he's got that going for him and i actually don't think that they made back that advance on his book i'm not sure about that but I don't think that was the moneymaker they thought it would be. I'm not going to get crap for mine because I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't nearly die from drugs. I didn't, it wasn't an alcoholic and uh, I don't have any like lurid sex tales of, or Tommy Lee mm -hmm. and Pamela Anderson tape. Would I don't you, get crap for my book. Would you read it? Clinton's book? No. Nick, on the other hand, he's going to clean up. When his show's national, Nick, your memoirs are going to go for huge amounts of money. Hope so. Need something. But there's nothing the that's secret still. Yeah, but we, you know we're gonna we don't we don't know the graphic detail. But you start writing the written word is powerful. You know the sensation of it entering him. You know that kind of thing. He hasn't he hasn't opened that up yet. You know we because we won't let him on the air. That's the stuff you're gonna share, right, Nick? Of course. Yeah. I'm not reading that. <laughs> Garbage. Well, diamonds are not a girl's best friend, at least according to one expert in gem therapy. New Mexico gemologist slash astrologer Howard Beckman says diamonds actually give off energy vibrations that, for about half of all people, magnify any trouble you're having in your relationship. 
He says the Western tradition of wearing diamond engagement rings is one of the reason why, reasons why there are so many divorces. He also says size does matter and that the larger the diamond, as in larger than a half a carat, will have the strongest effect on your love life. He says you can determine if wearing diamonds will mess up your life by having your horoscope done by an astrologer who specializes in this kind of thing. And that person can recommend other gems to wear to improve your luck in love. Beth, you're screwed. I think I don't have that. With that rock? But it only affects half of all people. Oh, it's just taking, taking maybe it takes longer. I haven't noticed any, any, if anything, there's been an upswing since I got it, so. So what you're saying right. is diamonds are a man's best friend, not a girl's best friend. <laughs> is that what you're saying? My mom has a diamond. Suzette has a diamond. You guys, we've had your ups and downs. It's not a big one. It's a little one. Dark side. For the love of God, get that rock off Michelle's hand. <laughs> it's killing you, man. <laughs> the life saving. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What, what, what? So, Darkseid, if I get... I didn't ask Darkseid. All right. I think he's a perfect candidate, Beth. So, if I get ordained and I can perform oh. weddings, would you want me to marry you guys? No pressure. I won't be offended. Just curious. Yeah. Seem like you would like a little weirdness. I think that's that, that's inexpensive and kind of freaky. Yeah, I think I would do that. I think Michelle, she thinks you go for it. Sure. At this hey. point, yeah. At this hmm. point, she'd f- probably settle for Zalman. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Zalman. <laughs> as long as we're the first ones, though. <laughs> okay, you're first. <laughs> the Lifesavers Company is putting the middle in that hole in the famous candy, at least on a million pieces. That will be going to circulation this month as part of the Win the Whole Thing contest. If you find a filled-in lifesaver in a package of regular rolls of candy, you'll win the item that's featured on the roll, including Volkswagen Beetles and the like. They won't be filling in the holes permanently, however, as a recent poll showed 40% of consumers think the hole is what makes the candy unique, and 10% admit that they like to stick their tongues into the little hole in the middle of a lifesaver. All right, I'm in the 10%. Me too. You got to play with the little hole with the tongue. I said, I think, I clarify with the tongue. I think 10% are telling the truth and the other 90% are lying. <laughs> liars. Yeah, it has, it has a different, uh, you know, feel in the mouth. And mm-hmm. you work the little hole sure. until it gets bigger. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. We're talking about something completely different here. It's a lifesaver, not your sphincter. <laughs> Well, get ready, Dee. Just in time for Christmas, it looks like the pogo stick is gaining in popularity again. Seems the bouncy toy of yesteryear is making a huge comeback with sales springing higher than they ever have in years. A spokesman for an L.A.-based pogo stick manufacturer says the company has had a very sizable increase in orders. These days, pogo sticks have high-tech bounce counters and sound chips, which make noises when you jump on them. And they're also being made for adults with sleeker designs and graphics. Can I make a reservation at the local emergency room for my kids now? <laughs> so I don't have to wait when it, when another cracks his head? Great pogo sticks. That's all you need. Hey, you know what else they're bringing back? You missed this one. Shrinky Dinks. I loved Shrinky Dinks. They're bringing back Shrinky Dinks. Put them in the oven. Shrinky Dinks besides... That is old school. What are Shrinky Dinks? Wow. You don't know? They're, mm. These little plastic things, and you painted them, they were... 
They're kind of big when you paint them. They're kind of big, and then when you put them in the oven, they'd shrink down to these little charm-like sizes. You make charms or brooches or whatever, and they're bringing back shrinky dinks, and uh, and they're gonna. But this time, it's gonna have its own little sort of easy bake oven kind of thing. So you don't have to have mom and dad with you, and you're not turning on the gas oven. And <laughs> that's old school, right? Yeah. Kids actually do stuff with ovens. You know, this is a potato head with a, a potato. <laughs> I, had a, I just had a box of parts, and then your mom would give you a potato, and you sit there like putting stuff in an actual potato. You did not. I swear to God. Oh man, that's sad. Mr. Potato Head didn't have. They didn't have the plastic body potatoes. It was actually a potato. You no. bought a potato. I'm old school. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is seriously how Mr. Potato Head was. Seriously. You, Mr. Potato Head was a small box of the nose and the eyes yeah. and all that stuff. And then you got a potato from your mom. <laughs> yeah. And you put the pieces in a real potato. That's Swear awesome. to God. Wow. That is old the school. That is uh, the plastic potato came much later. The plastic potato. We were spoiled with that plastic potato. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys were spoiled. Yeah, so now the shrinky dink, they're going to have the little oven and then you can make the shrinky dinks. Nice. You like those shrinky dinks? I really did, yeah. Dark side, shrinky dinks, remember them? Yeah, now? I remember shrinky dinks. They were awesome. Yeah, they're cool. They didn't allow those in Longmeadow. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, just how faithful is the average guy? According to a poll done by Men's Health Magazine, one in 20 married guys has cheated, and the average married man has an affair when he's 34 years old that will last for somewhere around nine months. Um, I think you timed your marriage very well, if I do the math. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> I think it was well planned. Um, that's, I, I'm, I'm actually surprised that's low. It's pretty low. It's, and uh, pleasantly surprised, yeah. actually. See, that's the, that's the thing. You know, the average guy may think about it, you know, or live vicariously, vicariously, vicariously through those that do, but... Most of the guys are pretty good. That's women you should take heart in that. One in 20. That's pretty good. What is that? What is that? One in 20. What percentage is that? Five. 5%. That's not too friggin' shabby. Right on, guys. <laughs> cool. I thought it was much worse. But then again, I'm in the world of rock and roll where 5% are actually, honor, you know, don't screw around. The other 95% are. So I come from a very different world than you guys do. Well, you must have missed this at the MTV 20 anniversary party because apparently Kid Rock and Tommy Lee did have a little discussion. Now, Tommy Lee, of course, was married to Pamela Anderson, and reports are that she is hanging out with Kid Rock now. Apparently, Tommy Lee actually thanked Kid Rock for hooking up with Pam, saying if he hadn't, he never would have met his current girlfriend, who is Prince's ex-wife, Maite. I don't understand that. He said What's to Kid Rock. He said to Kid Rock, "Thanks because you helped me sort of get over here, her, and move on to my new girlfriend." Oh, I didn't know he was going out with Prince's ex-wife. Didn't see him with anybody there. Um, you know, at the MTV twentieth uh, anniversary show, and uh, and actually didn't see Kid Rock and him together in the same room. Mm -hmm. we, you know, um, actually I didn't see Kid because he was kind of hanging backstage, I think. So. Yeah, so Maite. God, this guy gets some amazing looking women. Mm -hmm. Right, Dark Side? I never saw her. Well, She's really attractive. You don't even have to see her. 
<laughs> you just yeah. know. Look at his look at look at Prince's history. <laughs> this is true. Carmen Electra. Uh, give me some of the other names, guys. Um, what was it? Uh, the one who was in Vanity? The one who was in Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. I mean, his girlfriends are just like staggering. That's all kinda, the time. I, that's kind of a. I'm surprised that Kid Rock didn't say something back to Tommy Lee. Or I would think Tommy Lee's maybe tougher, but that's kind of saying I don't know. That's like a backhanded compliment almost. Like if a guy said that to me, I'd be pretty pissed. Like he's saying you can have her. I have something better. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute, dude. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's just 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 just, just, just let's harken back to a few short weeks ago when you were talking about the whole issue with dating a woman who's got kids yeah baggage yeah the fear of the other guy right. and his wanting to kick your ass yeah. and all that stuff assuming there's even a monochrome of truth you know i mean you've got this fear but we i guess any guy going out with a woman who's got kids meeting the husband of those kids it's got to be a little uncomfortable sure. you know and it can be difficult there's no doubt about that so when the guy says hey man I'm glad you guys are hooked up, you know, and he, and he takes a little shot and says, uh, I would otherwise I wouldn't be over and I, I, I met my girl now. You're going to let it slide. When Tommy came walking up to him, and you're right, by the way, Tommy is way bigger than, than Kid. Mm-hmm. Kid's a pretty scrawny little guy. Um, you know, he, he definitely had to go, uh-oh, what's going to happen here? So, yeah. you know, he's saying he should have taken a shot back. He's probably just glad it didn't escalate. He's probably ready for something to happen. And the guy says, hey, man, good for you. You know, I got something better. And walks away. You, you you wouldn't say, what do you mean by that? Come back here. <laughs> well, if what it was saying? If it was Tommy Lee, I'd, uh, I definitely would If it was but... anybody, you're just going to say, let it, you're going to let it go. Yeah. Okay, cool. So. We're cool. Yeah, We're cool. Man. You know, you can't, you can't, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth here, man. A <laughs> <laughs> couple more things here. Sales. Not that you've not done that before. <laughs> Sales of crotchless pants, named in honor of Monica Lewinsky, are reported to be selling very well in Chile. The entrepreneur behind them admits the name was intended to be a talking point to draw attention to his product. A sign tells customers the Lewinsky pants are, quote, always ready. Awesome! Now, are they calling them that because she wore them? No, I think he just... I don't ever remember that she wore crotchless pants. I'm sure we would have heard about that. I think he just thought it was a clever name. See, actually, I think there was a, a Kid Rock did have a response, but not the kind of thing that you expected. He thanked Tommy for making that video, so he knew what to do with Pam. <laughs> sort of instructional at that point. Well, the next installment of George Lucas's science fiction saga will be called Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. This was announced yesterday on Lucasfilm's official Star Wars website. Name joins chapter titles of the four previous films, A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and The Phantom Menace. Up until now, it had only been known as Episode 2. Look for it next spring. Next? It's coming that soon? Mm-hmm. Wow. Picks up ten years after the action in Phantom Menace. I don't like that subtitle. Attack of Attack the Clones. Attack of the Clones. It sounds like a 70s B picture. Yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like a 50s B movie, and... You know, with the whole cloning thing going on, it just seems incredibly like, let's take advantage of the, you know, people's, cons- I don't know, just, it's in, it's a buzzword, cloning. I don't know, it just seems kind of lame. But I'll go see it. And finally right now, Poison has called off the tour in the wake of bassist Bobby Dahl's spinal cord injury. 
Poison's management says Dahl had to have emergency surgery in Nebraska to replace several discs from an injury sustained on stage last week, and he'll need at least six months to recover. Wow. Yeah. What happened, you say? I don't have the information. I'm sure he was jumping around doing something. Yeah, he jumped, Yeah, he, he moves around pretty good. You saw him. Yeah. He's running around. He's pretty active. And their staging is relatively elaborate, so... Yeah, they got a lot of ramps and fire and yeah. things like that to jump off of. Oh, that's... Oh, man, that sucks. That means that booking I had out in Minneapolis must be off. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Did you know about that? No. No, well, it's, uh, it was a weekend thing. I was getting uh, a station, a house of hair station was uh, flying me out uh, to... For the Glam Slam Metal Jam thing, and they want you know, I was gonna go jam with the guys and do the whole thing to promote House of Hair. I guess you're free that so, weekend now. I guess that's off. <laughs> there won't be a problem then. Okay, cross that off the calendar. Hey, wait a minute. Any shot uh, that they're gonna go on with another bass player? I mean, Sean is ready. This is where it all begins. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm I'm in the plane right now. You know all the songs. Yes, I do. I know all the songs. I can play everything they make. Everything you know CC. It's true. They'd have to come up with a catchy name for you, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks. <laughs> no, I got a better name than that. That was awesome. <laughs> First name Fag, last name uh. Gut. <laughs> Your name's Gay Fokker. <laughs> That's it. Gay Fokker. I'll give you your name. That'd be a good name. Baseball. Anaheim beat the Yankees 3-1. Red Sox over Texas 10-7. <laughs> Hazy, hot, humid. Maybe a thunderstorm this afternoon. Mid-90s for a high tonight. Muggy. Upper 60s only for a low. And tomorrow continued. Sunny, hot, humid. 95. It's 74 already at 834. Woo! It's hot. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. And uh, and we got a lot going on. We'll be uh, talking with Paul Morgan. He's a guy who's going to be cutting off his feet with a guillotine. On August... No, no, no. I'm trying to find the date here. I got to take a look at this and get the information because... September you know, 19th. September 19th? My son's birthday? In honor of my son's birthday, he's cutting off his feet. It's got a website and everything. It's an old, whole insurance deal where insurance won't cover prosthetics because he's paralyzed because he still has feet. But if he didn't have feet, then they, they would cut they would cover it. So he's gonna cut off his own feet on the internet. And he's giving away a whole prize and everything where you can I guess witness him cutting off his feet. Yeah, you get to watch him cut off his feet. This is pretty sick, but we're going to talk to him anyway <laughs> because uh, he's trying to promote it, you know, and uh, and this is an insurance town, so all you insurance people, crank it up. Let's hear about Paul Morgan's plight and why this man is driven to cut his own feed off. Plus, we got a castaway in demand prize pack to give away. More about that. When we return with D. Snyder Radio, it's Radio 104. There's something to say to me. Can I come over? D. Snyder Radio. It's in the guy's ass. That's not the real story. Nick, you rock my box. What's the real story? Nick, you rock my world. D. Snyder Radio. What's important enough to squeeze your cheeks for? Radio 104. We had a uh, breakdown here. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Stop fucking running right now! What do you mean? I'm 
Nick and Sean interviewed Dr. Duty. He's an expert on excrement. <laughs> you have to be an expert on something. Yes, uh, and they got the lowdown or the down low. Anyone, anyway, you want to talk about it on that stuff. Uh, do, 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 let me see. Let me tell you about In Demand. Now, is this In Demand here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the, uh, check it out. In-demand pay-per-view. They always got these pretty cool prize pack things they like to do. And we like to do them. So we got some clarity. There was a bit of confusion last uh, yesterday, I should say, in the last show. And uh, we're giving away an in-demand castaway prize pack. And what this is, is in-demand movie coupon. So you can watch Castaway on in-demand pay-per-view. And a Wilson... Bolt little Wilson ball for your antenna. An antenna ball. Bringing them back. That's old school, Beth. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, it was all the rage in the 60s. The antenna ball. And you can get the antenna ball and an in-demand leopard print pillow, which basically you have one of these, you get laid. Girl or guy. It's a guaranteed sex. The antenna ball? Uh, no, no, the the, the uh, oh. leopard print pillow. <laughs> no, well, actually, see, what will happen is they'll spot the antenna ball uh -huh. and they'll go, that chick slash guy's got a in-demand leopard print pillow and in-demand coupons. I got to have sex with him or her. That's what's going to happen. Now, I'm, now this isn't in demand. Is not guaranteeing that you'll have sex, but I am saying that <laughs> there's a pretty good shot. Nick, you've seen the pillow. Oh, love the pillow. Yeah, I know you desperately want one of those pillows yourself because it reeks with sex. It says sex when you oh. see that leopard pillow. Yeah, our sales guy Eric Anderson. I, I put. A, I was asking him to put a few aside for me. They're really nice. You get laid if I mean a woman walks in the room, she sees one of those pillows. Boom, pants her off. But you need the antenna ball to actually get her to the apartment. That's well, right. that's that's yeah. sort of the that gives them the signal. You know, like in <laughs> the hardcore gay community, they wear um, they 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 wear these uh, the kerchiefs, different color kerchiefs. You mean in the do rags? Do it, but they keep them in their pockets. You didn't know about that? No. no. Okay, kids. Let me educate you. Obviously, you haven't watched Cruising. Uh, in the in the gay community, in the leather gay community, they wear these. And correct me if I'm wrong, people. I'm not an expert. Okay, so if we have any listeners out there who know better than me, Sean, don't sell yourself uh, short, Dave. No, I, I know. I know some stuff. I know stuff. Mm -hmm. Different colored do rags in the pocket, hanging out, define your preferences. Wow. Whether you're a pitcher or a catcher, yellow, I believe, means you're into gold showers. Come on, is that infamous? <laughs> Come on. I'm serious. Come on. Look at my face. I'm serious. This is a serious face. All right. Serious. So, what a point I'm making is the Wilson volleyball antenna thing. That is the sign. This man has a, this man has the, the you know, a, a pillow, electric <laughs> pillow, or girl, and wow, 
I want to have sex with them. <laughs> Again, not guaranteed. They're not guaranteeing you'll have sex, but, but I, that's my feeling about it. So the point is, call number 10 at 860-666-4444. We get in this, roll this, run this one off and send it down. This one's beautiful. This one's, yeah. We're, Sean's sitting by the air check machine over there waiting to get it. It's a keeper. Bring it right down. If anybody has anything to back my play here on the kerchief thing in the West Village, would you please call in 860-666? No, wait a minute. Let's not get confused. Call number 10, 860-666-4444. We'll win the in-demand prize pack, castaway prize pack. After that, if you've got more details, because my memory's not fresh on it, you guys should watch Cruising. Nobody ever watched Cruising? Is that a movie? Al Pacino, where he plays a cop that goes undercover in the gay community in the West Village, the leather bar scene, and then he gets kind of into it. You missed that Pacino movie, Nick? Yeah, it's nice. not his proudest moment. At least in the <laughs> Pacino fans, they try to ignore that one. The, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, he's not ashamed of it. I know that. As certainly, Al is confident heterosexual, but the Knicks of the world, you know, they like it. They'd rather not know about that. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. You want to look the other way when it comes to that. Okay. We're waiting to actually talk to uh, Paul Morgan. The guy's going to chop off his own feet. He's got a website, www cutoffmyfeet.com and uh, we'll get more into why he's cutting off his feet. By the way, uh, Jerry from New London won the in-demand prize pack and a really pretty good shot at getting laid. <laughs> Congratulations, say, Jerry. Have a good weekend. It's a pretty good shot. Good luck. Let us know how it works. <laughs> uh, so, so while we wait for that phone call, let's. Uh, we're not actually waiting for the phone call, but he's got other interviews there. But there are things I want need to address. First of all, some reaction to uh, our conversation about OzFest. Hey, D. Yes. Before you get into that, can we get traffic first? Oh, okay, good. I'm sorry. Psycho, he's sitting there creeping me out. I don't know why I didn't think of it. Okay, Psycho, what's going on? All right, D. 84 East is delay-free. 84 West, still a little bit of steady traffic coming over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, slow going from exit 33 into downtown, mostly in the right lane. 91 North is delay-free. Traveling on Route 2, a little bit slow from exit 3, getting up to the flyover. 91 South into New Haven, just busy between exits 8 and exit 3. 95 South, still some steady traffic from exit 50 all the way up to the Q Bridge. And Route 8 in Waterbury is delay-free. At 848, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. <clears throat> okay. So where was I? Oh, reaction to the OzFest. You said earlier that it's interesting, you know, we had sold-out OzFest this weekend. Two, and Radio 104 was there, of course, presenting sold-out, two sold-out Dave Matthews Band shows. I've got one, about one email on DMB, tons of email on OzFest. Beth got the emails on DMB, but that's all right. You don't send the email to someone who's not going to be interested. And, of course, I'm a fan of the OzFest. So. Uh, Prophet said he just got home from OzFest. His ears are still ringing. He had a great time. When I went out on stage with Disturbed, the crowd flipped out. D, you rocked out with your cock out. That's right. Old school. And uh, Rich from Canton's writes, I just want to say OzFest was awesome. Uh, it was great seeing you get on stage with Disturbed. And I have to say that I sort of share Beth's opinion of Slipknot. I had several cool. of those email as well. Yeah, they were cool and everything, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. Rich puts it that way. Not for everybody, Dave. Dude, that no, was good stuff, man. That was very good stuff. Rosa, Rosa S. says, I just want to say that it was awesome to see you get up there and jam with Disturbed. Besides seeing Black Sabbath, that was the highlight of the OzFest for me. 
speaking of highlights, when you were on stage, it must have been the way one of the lights was hitting you because your mullet was glowing. <laughs> like it was fluorescent. Let me say you definitely stood out. Well, that's the beauty, the magic of the dye job. Uh, okay, a Large Lou writes in to say, uh, I have to say that Disturbed probably rocked more than any other band, except maybe Slipknot. And when they broke into into Pantera, and you and the guys from Drowning Pool joined in, it was by far the best part of the day. And, uh, okay, oh, and tell Wilkow, he rules. Better than the ass sandwiches was when he kept bringing hot girls up to make out with each other, and he screamed, lesbians, lesbians, lesbians. 104 kicked ass at OzFest, large low. You didn't know that, did you, Beth? That he was screaming lesbians repeatedly. Well, no, I wasn't there, so I probably wouldn't have heard. I've been asking not to be informed about it in the hallway so I can have some semblance of a normal work environment. He was practically cackling lesbians. I'm sure he was. I'm, I don't, you know, what do you want me to say about Wilkow? I'm sure he was. I've no it doubt. It hasn't already been said <laughs> about rope burn. Uh, okay, here's an interesting one. Um, obviously from a mom who had to accompany her teenage, young teenage kids uh, to the show. Bottle of water, $3. Being called a mother effer over and over again, $40.25. Feeling like the only one without a tattoo, $40.25. Getting a contact high from cannabis fumes, $40.25. Seeing the Reverend staple his own tongue, $40.25. Waiting in line for 20 minutes for water, which was an arm's length away, only to be told I was in the beer line, no sale, $40.25. That must be the ticket price. Listening to 104 DJs listen, making many nasty jokes, $40.25. Being crammed in hot, sticky weather since 10 a.m., $40.25. Leaving at 8 a.m. because four 14-year-olds had enough and were ready to go. Awesome. Never having to go to the Ozfest again. Priceless. <laughs> Another satisfied customer. <laughs> Mom, that's when you say I'm old, too old for this excrement, and I'm glad. And Eric from Waterbury. Subject, I can't believe nobody talked about what Marilyn Manson did. I would, dark side, you know. Yeah, I heard I heard about it. All right, he said, D, I went to Ozfest, had a great time. D, I thought I was seeing things, but Manson took a page out of the Ronzoni Pony's book of life, but worse. No, he didn't drink his own urine. He stuck a bottle in the place where the sun never shines on stage and then threw the bottle into the crowd. D, I was shocked. I looked at some people that were with me and asked if they saw what I saw. Some didn't, but some did. I wasn't seeing things. The worst part, D, is it went in way too easy. I thought anal sex is supposed to be tight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric from Waterbury. Um, uh, did you see that, Dark Side? No, my brother had really good seats. The bottle fell like three rows in front of him, and uh, he told me about it. I was like, "Thank God, I split by then." That, that did he actually? Did he actually do that? Yeah, That's it, it was a water bottle. He did it and threw it into the crowd, and everybody was freaking out. <laughs> like freaking out? How? Like left it on the ground? And everybody scattered? Or did they go? For <laughs> yeah, it? he told me that at first nobody went for it. 
but then a, f- a few people actually went crazy. Come on. For it. <laughs> it's Marilyn Manson's ass. So? What are you going to do with it? The bottle that Marilyn Manson, I wouldn't want it, but, you know, some crazy rabid fans, people, you know, this is people. the bottle that Marilyn stuck in his butt, you know? I don't care whose it is. I'm talking even Rob Lowe. I don't want it. <laughs> I think it's great that it laid there for a minute at least. <laughs> it would be better if it went back on the stage. That would have been perfect. <laughs> Not everything is a souvenir. <laughs> he really did it? Yes. yes. Nick's going, big oh, oh, oh. deal. Sean, you saw it? Yeah, I saw it. Like... It, what kind it, of bottle? No, is water bottle? It was a water bottle. It didn't go like... It's not like the guy... He just took, pulled his, like, you know, he was wearing just, like, you know, like, basically, uh, like, practically a thong. He pulled it to the side, and he just put it in the crack. You know what I mean? It's not like he shoved it up there, you know? He put it in the crack and then just threw it out in the audience. He did the same thing with his microphone a couple times. Those stories are getting carried away. How was the Manson show? Was it good? Oh, Manson was excellent. He did, yeah. I mean, no, he did, he's a really good performer. I mean, oh, he's, he was, he's awesome performer. He, was, he put on an, an, an excellent show. See that, Beth? Slipknot doesn't do that. Well, they can't because they're wearing those jumpsuits. I'm sure they weren't. <laughs> they might, and you may not even know it. <clears throat> okay. Here's the last thing I want to address. Uh, I'll save the insult by, to the Boston Red Sox from Klepto Kyle for later. Um... You remember, when was it, a couple months ago already? A few months ago, we had that whole thing where we did Belief-O-Matic. It was, remember that website where we find out which religion we were best suited for? Beliefnet.com. Thank you. Okay. And remember how many of us popped up, showed up to be liberal Quakers? Mm-hmm. That was like a common theme. So many of us here on the show were liberal Quakers or up high in liberal Quakers. Our audience members were liberal Quakers. Remember that? Yeah. Well, check it out. This is in Newsweek this week. Liberal Quakers are a quiet bunch. And until recently, so was the BeliefNet webpage devoted to them. It got so few hits, the tracking software didn't pick it up. Now it's one of BeliefNet's top 50 links, thanks to Belief-O-Matic, a tongue-in-cheek quiz matching personal ideologies with established faiths. Editor Stephen Waldman says the quiz pegs a disproportionate number of respondents as liberal Quakers. And as a result, suddenly test takers have flooded Quaker groups with curious email. Everybody's everybody's wondering if they're actually a liberal Quaker. But what it doesn't say is, is is it on purpose? Is it a goof? That part I'm unclear about. So it wasn't just us. It's all over the country. A disproportionate number of people are found to be liberal Quakers. And now everybody's con- everybody wants to be a liberal Quaker now. And a liberal Quaker, they talked to some guy who is a Quaker. And he says he's sending out, like he used to send out one of the copies of the magazine like every few weeks. Now he's like sending out dozens every week. People want to know more about liberal Quakerism. So what do you think the answer is? The answer is that they're just goofing around and stuck that in there? Well, I or think what it is is that it seems like it's a religious belief system that encompasses, that has the ability to encompass a lot of people because it it isn't really incredibly strict and it it's, gives has some room for flexibility and belief. So I think that... And people are becoming more 
less hard and fast yeah. in their religious beliefs these days. We're starting to not, you know, we may have been raised Catholics, Protestants, Jews, or whatever, but people are starting to think a little bit more for themselves mm -hmm. and being, want something that's a little more, bit more encompassing. Well, I think it's time. I think it's time I went down for my first meeting. They call them meetings, or they have, or... I think they have meeting houses, yeah. Meeting houses. Man, I want to go for a meeting house. We had all these people calling in who witnessed Manson doing his thing. I think we, I'll accept that it's a fact, since Eric from Waterbury and, and uh, Lightside witnessed it and, you know, in detail, so I don't think I want to go much further with it than that. That Manson, what an actor. All right, look, we're waiting to speak to this guy, uh, Paul Morgan who's cutting off his own feet. And we're set to talk to him in a couple of minutes. Dark side, do you want to take a quick break? Maybe, oh, oh, you know what I want to do? Ever since I saw Lincoln Park at the OzFest, I've been hearing, was that Weeze who did that version of, of Crawling? Yeah. I just, it's been sticking to my mind, that song parody did. It was really good. And I'm hearing them, they're singing Crawling, and I'm just hearing, you know, the D. Snyder Radio version. So uh, let's play, I want to hear that as well. So let's take a quick break. We'll listen to Crawling on the way out, and then we'll talk to this guy, Paul Morgan, who's cutting off his own feet because the insurance companies won't pay for it. Okay? I, talk about desperate. Driven to, de to an act of desperation. All right, so stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. It's too far gone. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I offend it. He has a name. You call him by his name. D. Snyder Radio. Got it. Transportation provided by Peter Van Buzzle. There's, there's something. Ray B-O-1-0-4. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. 30 million people hear what you got to say. Oh, it's going to be awesome. As far as the quality of it. We didn't argue with him much. <laughs> on Radio 104. All right, we're going to talk to Paul Morgan. The guy's cutting off his own feet in just a second. I'm enjoying this Toby as we speak, actually. Uh, Zen Blend. It's a, it's a tea, but it's got orange spice flavors in it. Well, that sounds good. And you know I love my ginsengs. Helps me remember what I have to do. <laughs> like right now, if I could find the page. Are we supposed to? Yeah, 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 yeah. We got the SummerSlam thing I got to take care of, right, Nick? Yep. Okay, SummerSlam prize pack. D-Side Radio scrambled SummerSlam. Each morning this week, we're giving away two SummerSlam prize packs. And anybody who wins it will qualify for the grand prize. What's the grand prize? Well, it's a trip for two to San Jose, California to check out SummerSlam on Sunday, August 19th. The trip will be for the grand prize winner and a guest, including airfare, hotel accommodations, transportation, and tickets to SummerSlam. All right, this is a great prize. What you got to do is be the first one to unscramble a WWS superstar's name and then call into 860-666-4444. You win the prize pack, qualify for the grand prize. All right, here's the name. It's not really a name, Nick. <laughs> okay, it's sure, not really it's a, a scrambled name. Okay. The name is... Deli Do Sobi. Oh, sure. I've heard of that guy. Deli Do Sobi. Okay. Call number 10. Should I spell it for him? No. No. Deli Do Sobi, who unscrambles that name and comes up with the right answer, will win the prize pack and qualify for the grand prize drawing. And if you don't win, you definitely should check out 
WWF's SummerSlam on Sunday, August 19th, live on AT&T and Cox in-demand pay-per-view. It's only twenty nine ninety five. I know some of you are saying, but D, that's the night that, that Behind the Music is premiering. I know, I know. Don't worry. You can only see the SummerSlam once. It's live. The VH1 will replay Behind the Music on Twisted Sister from now until Doomsday, okay? So uh, I give you permission as a wrestling fan. Watch the SummerSlam. And then you'll check out my thing on another day, okay? Or just tape it. Yeah, tape it. Or if you know, if you're like Beth and you're a rocket scientist and you can get the damn computer, the damn uh, VCR to work and watch one show, record the other, you can do that. All right, life is good. Joe from Bristol just won the WWF price pack. The the translation, the unscramble was Dudley Boys. Right now on the phone, please welcome to the show Paul Morgan, aka Freck. Freck, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, D. It's great to be here. It's great to talk to you. Uh, uh, certainly intrigued with your website, www.cutoffmyfeet.com. We'll get, uh, uh, well, we'll get more into that, but there's a question I've got to ask you because I know my listeners want to know, they need to know. Of every single interview I do, they must know. Paul, tell me, how did, these, how did Twisted Sister affect your life? Well, Twisted Sister was a, you know, a wonderful band for teenage angst and rebellion <laughs> to show that, you know, that we are free and that rebellion of the teenage years, which it was wonderful songs for my high school years. There you go. So beautiful. And I'm looking at the, at the date that you, um, your life was changed forever and my record came out before that. So it, it didn't contribute to your uh, to your accident, did it? In any way, you weren't listening uh, to any of my songs. Not really that we were listening to it and partying to it that day before the accident. Uh, ah, so I'm partially to blame. I'm sorry, Paul. But um, I wouldn't be in the position I am now with CutOffMyFeet.com if that wouldn't happen. Well, well, that's a healthy attitude. Paul's got an incredibly happy, yeah. healthy attitude. When you look at the uh, pay, when you open up www.cutoffmyfeet.com, there's a, car a cartoon caricature of Paul sitting with his feet in the guillotine with a big smile on his face, and it's it's animated. He pulls the little yeah, rope. Yeah, I actually drew that myself. And it cuts off your feet. Yeah. And the whole background is all cut off feet. I mean, that's you're incredibly uh, cavalier uh, about uh, something that's pretty intense. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but don't, I mean... I, you know, I mean, I, on one hand, I, if I'm saying, oh, first of all, let's explain to, uh, to people what happened in the first place. Okay. August 24th, 1986, your life was changed forever. What what happened to you? Well, we had been skiing on the beach in Biloxi, and we were coming back home pull, with a truck, pulling the boat trailer and boat home, and I tried to climb from the truck into the boat we were pulling. We were doing about 55, and I fell off the front tongue of the trailer and got drugged and run over by the boat and trailer giving me a spinal injury. Oh, the, it was, you, oh, I see. It was moving, and you're yeah. trying to do that. Oh. Now, was this for the TV show Fear Factor? <laughs> or, oh, it was you, well before that. I don't oh, think so you invented Fear Factor. Fear Factor. Did you, um, uh, were, you, were you high? Were you drunk? I was drunk, yeah. Them days, okay. I was drunk. You know, 18 indestructible. You know, 18 was legal then, too. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so you fell off and you were hurt very badly. Right, you it was a spinal injury. And wow. instead of being a complete break where I would be all the way through the cord, I would have been waist down paralyzed. It was an incomplete break, which thus it only paralyzed me from the knees down. Wow, I haven't heard of that happening. That's interesting. It just depends on which nerves are cut. Huh. Yeah. 
Well, in but, a way, you were, you were lucky. To yeah, an extent. that's what a lot I mean, of people said. I cheated death then. So now, you from the knees down, your legs are useless, right? Right. They're just skinny little twigs hanging off the end of my knees. I see the picture here, Beth. I mean, I they're, do, they're, yeah. they've really, uh, they've really, well, the muscles from not using them. Right. There's just totally nothing going atrophied. on. So they've atrophied. That's the word. So now, you want to like, you'd like to get some prosthetics, right, for your legs, but you need to have your legs removed in right. order to and, do that. And since they're not totally debilitated to a poor circulation point, such as like a diabetic or someone who would have a leg removed, Medicaid Medicare regards this as a needless surgery, and I walk well enough where the new prosthetics would allow me to run and jump again. Oh, no kidding. I mean, they're that advanced now that you'd they're be able to advanced. be like... They weren't, yeah, they weren't when I first broke my back, but 15 years later, yeah, the prosthetics do exist. So you walk somewhat now? Yeah, I walk somewhat now. I wear a brace that is kind mm -hmm. of like a piece of molded plastic that goes around my foot and holds it like in a 90-degree angle, so it provides me the stability to stand up, and I walk at about half a normal walking pace. I see. So... All right, so now, so you say, so you, so you say, hey, you say to your insurance company or whatever you're with, Medicaid, Medicare, you say, hey, new technology, I could be like relatively normal yeah. as far as my mobility is. Uh, I want to get these prosthetics, amputate my legs so I can do this. And they say, sorry, pal, that's not covered. Yeah, because we're looking at the prosthetics themselves for the pair cost anywhere from twenty to 50000 Plus, you're looking at rehab, at least three to four months of rehab. That's another 100 easy. And then plus the production of the site and everything. I'm looking at about two hundred to 250000 And you're hoping to recover that right. by we having people watch you, pay a small fee and watch you cut off the feet online. That is correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what is... Uh, so, now, now, wait a minute. So, now, first you went to the insurance company. They say no. And you say... Damn, I can't afford this, and I want this, all right? I want my life back, for God's sakes, right? right? As well as so, this is an indictment against the medical insurance industry. Well, you know what? Hartford, huge insurance town. As a matter of fact, it's like the insurance capital of the United States. Mm -hmm. So and we have a lot of insurance companies listening. Listen what this man's been driven to, all right? Now, wait a minute. Now, so when do you come up with the idea to cut off your own feet? Well, it came up a couple years ago. A friend of mine, Connie and Jess, just talking about, you know, well, what could we do to make money and said we could cut them off with a train. I spent about the next week or so look, really working out all the levels and really more than just the making money as what this would be and working out the pros and cons. And for the last two years, I've been trying to work to get to the point I am right now. So and people tell me, they're like, you should think twice before doing this. I've already thought of it 100,000 times in the last two years. Yeah, really? Don't you love that? Have you thought about that you're actually cutting your own feet off? Oh, gee, I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> I didn't even think of that. No, like you, don't have, you haven't laid awake at night thinking about this. Mm -hmm. So, all right, so now you get the idea, you're going to, maybe this is a way I can raise the money, but is this like a loophole in the Medicare system that... If the feet are removed even by yourself, then you're eligible? Right. Well, this is all as a part to totally circumvent any insurance company. I hope to raise enough money where everything can be paid for outright and I don't have to deal with the insurance company at all. Okay. So, so, so the insurance company, so now what happens if you don't raise enough and now you get your feet cut off? Um, I don't really see that as a possibility for the, um, for the return and response that I've gotten as well as 
I've already been contacted about a book deal and, wow. you know, a documentary and things of that nature. So even if the money isn't initially raised off the site, I think mm-hmm. it will still be forthcoming to cover all the costs afterwards. So what will the day be like? I mean, initially, right after you do this, there's mm-hmm. going to be massive right. trauma and blood loss. Will right, be- we already have EMTs who uh-huh. are prepared to be there as well as I'll be wearing tourniquets. I'm working on doctors there. The actual amputation location may not be in Mississippi. It may be somewhere else. It may be even in another country if I get too much legal ramifications uh-huh. here. Are you running into legal problems? Well, in Mississippi we've looked and um, it actually they say I could possibly face mayhem charges that carry a maximum of seven years. Even if you do this to yourself? Right. Mayhem. Wow. Right. That's a that's a vague. Yeah, term. that's a vague. So that's Have just sort of cover it? anything yeah. that it covers anything that they deem to be out of the ordinary. Right. It's like a catch-all, I guess. Well, that's why it doesn't even have to happen in the U.S. Mm-hmm. This is as much an exclamation for my freedom and that you know that rebelness that was instilled with Twisted Sister. <laughs> right, right on, right on. He's not going to take it, Beth. That's right. No. He's, if, feel free to play that. I won't charge any royalties. Okay. While you're doing it, you can play We're Not Going to Take It. And it's my song, so I can give you that. Um, and then you can play I Want to Rock right after when you get the prosthetics and you can start jumping up and down. Uh, okay, now wait a minute. This is really, this is pretty insane, dude. I'm not, I'm not going to say if you thought about this. I'm just, I'm right. sure you've thought about it. What about the... What about the actual guillotine? Are you going to actually use a guillotine? Yes. Actually, uh, I put a design up on it, and the design's looking more at a 45 angle, but I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at more of like 10 degrees off the vertical, so it comes in the bone at an angle, since bone tends to break in shear than in strain, as well as the blade being motorized, so it's vibrating at a very high speed. So as it comes down, it also saws through, so that way making sure of no chance of it sticking in the bone. It should, you know, come through. It'll be tested on animal carcasses, other bones, and things that have meat and that structure but it shouldn't take any more than probably two seconds and then doctors say i mean i suppose when they amputate things that's basically what they do is just right, saw right through traumatic, everything you know being a guillotine it will be traumatic on the ends but the cut i'm making so low because the actual prosthetic will come up to about mid-calf uh-huh. and that for a secondary surgery afterwards which will be done surgically they can remove what they need and fold the skin to actually fit the prosthetic so wow. it fits better Clearly, he's thought it out. Right. All right. All right. Now, the guillotine. So it's not a normal guillotine. Although, I mean, I mean, you have well, this thing built. Where would you built? find one nowadays? Anyway? I have yeah. build one. That's stupid. Yeah, where are you getting your guillotine? At the magic shop. <laughs> don't get it at the magic shop. Yeah, don't they don't work, the dude. <laughs> um, so the weight of the blade itself is you you're not confident that that'll be enough to really well, this, just yeah this is just in case it'll actually be some testing on and all i'd been contacted by email from someone in canada who said they actually built one in high school with a three inch blade on it but it would cut through a steel bar so wow. my legs there wouldn't be a problem going through my legs yeah that'd be no problem at all going through your legs okay but now what about i mean even though obviously you have no feeling down there whatsoever right well, I'm feeling all the way to my ankles where the cut's actually going to be about an inch above my ankles. I will have feeling. So I'm looking at having a local there. What? That perhaps not taking out everything, but I can grin and bear it. What? I thought that, that you had no feeling. This changes the, everything. Yeah, see, the paralysis, you know, is odd like that. In my feet, I have none. In my feet, you could jab it with a butcher knife through them. I wouldn't feel it. But as, when it comes to my ankle, I feel all the way to my ankles. You think that... Fully, oh, completely. Oh. oh. 
Now, can, can the doctors administer any kind of like a painkiller to... Well, that's why I'm looking at having a local put in the legs, but, you know, perhaps that that's more superficial. It'll take more skin and the muscle tissue, that will numb, but maybe not throughout the bone. But you don't think you have the amount of feeling that, that I would have or that D would have, so you don't think it would be as painful no, for you? No, it's not that as painful. I think in that point, yes, it would be as painful, but it'll be quick. I've had like two back surgeries, two kidney surgeries. I actually had a kidney removed three months ago. So, so I'm no stranger to pain. You're very brave. Well, thank you. You're very insane. <laughs> well, thank you too, Dee. <laughs> well, coming from me, it's a compliment. Uh, you are an SMF. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what this. What, this mm. what about the? What about the? Okay, let's assume that the the pain aspect of it mm. is controlled. Okay, right. let's let's take let's take best case scenario here, and the pain is is controlled. The emotion, like in your head, even though you're totally mentally prepared for this, still seeing those feet coming off your body, I don't. It's got to make your brain snap. You don't think so? I don't think so. Then I think I may have to send someone running with my feet afterwards to prevent them from trying to reattach them. <laughs> what, what what do you think? Like you, you, you don't think you're going to be in shock? You don't expect any kind well, of shock? Well, I think there will be, yeah, initial shock after, yeah. which is why I want the doctors and all there. You know, someone who's had a specialty in trauma, because the body temperature will drop and all mm -hmm. that as you go into shocks. So we're looking at heaters, electric blankets, that kind of thing initially right after. I'm looking at setting up the... Um, the guillotine where I'll set up to it to be like a gurney so that way it just kind of snaps up to the guillotine so as soon as it happens I can be clicked off spun around and they can get to work wow so within the and first five seconds you know I'll be worked on so this is going to be in a surgical environment uh, as surgical as it can be Are you, and, and is there a live audience there uh, well I'm looking there's many of my friends who want to be there some say they can't but many of them say yeah they actually want to be there and I have some my brother who says he'll be there you sound like my family. I got four brothers, four sisters. They're kind of split. They're on both sides of the fence with this. Well, our own Dark Side Dave comes from a family, a large family, and I think Dark Side, if you were cutting your, uh, he's he's our engineer here. Uh, we're talking, by the way, in case you don't know, this is Paul Morgan, who on September nineteenth will be cutting off his own feet on the internet, www.cutoffmyfeet.com, because. Insurance will not cover the prosthetics and the amputation because he has some feeling in, in his, his legs. He's not debilitated enough, correct, Paul? Correct. That they'll cover the cost of it. And so he has to come up with a quarter million dollars instead of being crippled or severely handicapped by the, uh, by the atrophied legs, feet he has. He could get, if he loses his feet, he can get uh, a prosthetics. Modern prosthetics will allow him to run, jump, play, do the things he used to do, climb out the back of a pickup truck onto a boat, maybe successfully this time, Paul. Yeah, successfully. I might have he, to wear more of them ropes like the Fear Factor people do. Yeah, the next yeah you might want to go with the safety harness. But anyway, he's, uh, he's doing this on the 19th, and you're obviously raising money by charging admission to the website, correct? That's right. Ninety-nine, uh, $10 a foot. Nineteen ninety nine. That's a deal. That's a bet. That's a deal. Hey, you know, I don't know when you ever get to see this, so you may as well do it now. That's right. This is going to make history as well. Dark Side Dave. He said, Dark Side sounds like a man. Our Dark Side Dave sounds like a man cut from the same cloth as you, Paul. Um, a, do you think you can see yourself doing something like this in, a, in this situation, Dark Side? 
Oh, that's that's rough. I mean, I thought he had no feeling from the knees down. So yeah, that's the killer, Paul. That, yeah, that that part's a killer. But I don't know. If I guess I'd have to do what I had to do. You know. But you're so well, excited to watch it, though, right? I want to yeah. see this definitely. Well, thank you, Dark Side. No problem. <laughs> I have to say, Paul, I uh, I I don't know if I could take it. I'm sure you're getting a lot of responses. Right, I like get that. a lot of you know. Well, it's like a part of me is repulsed by it, then a part of me really would just like to see it. Yeah, it's. I can't even really take a lot of those medical shows on TV, so I don't know if I could take this. This would be a lot quicker than that. That's true. Oh, okay. Well, all right. So the feet are coming off. It's on September nineteenth. Um, the feet have no sensation, but where he's cutting does, and you're hopeful that the anesthetic will protect you. Uh, feel free to blast. We're not going to take it. Uh, I'm just trying to see if we cover all bases here, but I mean, it's it's really. It's shocking, man. Paul, is this it's, you? Is this you on their website with the headphones? Yeah, that's me. What sitting at the DJ mic? He's a good-looking guy too. That's well, think how much yeah. better looking he'll be when he can walk around <laughs> and am. jump around. Yeah, and go chasing after the babes. Are you married? No, not married. No children. Uh, any, a, a girlfriend? No, not a current one. All right, he, he needs those prosthetics. Okay. Yeah. And you know what you need? You also an in-demand pay-per-view leopard skin pillow. Apparently, it's a guarantee of getting laid. But we'll see if we can, <laughs> we can get you. We can get you one of those. Um, all right. So anyway, if you want to email Paul, send it to Freck R F R E C K at cutoffmyfeet.com. I guess if you go to cutoffmyfeet.com, there's probably a button you can click yeah, on or something like that. And this and and you're also you're looking for someone to design the oscillating blade for the guillotine. Right, to actually build it. It's like I kind of know what I have in mind, but actually with this and coming public now, instead of just gaining knowledge in my own area, I really work and I've received some from Australia and London and Denmark. So it's like I can get a worldwide appeal. So it's kind of like the world is going to help me cut off my feet. And uh, and how are the hits on your website? They've been great. As I checked last night, it was at like 140,000 in wow. the last two and a half weeks. So it's exploding. All right, man. Well, Paul, great talking to you. Good luck. Uh, and this is something that you want. You really want to do. You feel? You think ultimately you're going to have to leave the country to do this? Right. I think I will. I think I'll probably come down to that. If not, then it'll be good. It'll be a confirmation that we still are free in this country. If not, it's just validation that we're not. And you're definitely going to update on the website, obviously, once you have a chance and tell yeah. people what happened. That's good. So we can tell our listeners, the ones who don't well, have a stomach you. for it. <laughs> All right. Great talking to you. Paul Morgan, everybody. Remember, September 19th. And check out his website now if you want more information. www.cutoffmyfeet.com Good luck. All right, take it easy. All right, uh, we'll wow. take a break. <laughs> we'll take a break, dude. That was, that's like, wow. I, I don't know. This changes everything to know that he has some feeling. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm figuring. All right, no matter. Even if you have no feeling, it's still got to be a shock to the system. And, he, and he's getting a local. He's not even going to be knocked out. Anyone who's ever had a local, you know you still feel sensations. Well, I, I mean, I've had locals and you cannot, but you, yeah, I'm you sorry, you're right. You feel tugging and pressure, all those right. things you, you still feel. Like when I got the, the vasectomy, mm -hmm. I didn't feel any pain, but I felt tugging, right. which is creepy. And pressure, and, you can feel those things. Yeah, yeah, and also, you don't know, you know, it's like when you get Novocaine and they're drilling, and at first you feel no pain, and as they get deeper... Then you go, ah, 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 what, what? I, I felt, it's starting to feel pain. Give me some more Novocaine, right, as you get deep. So 
You can, there's no stopping and going, hey, I'm starting to feel pain in the bone. It's cutting the bone. Oh there's going to be a huge amount of blood. But, <laughs> I'm sure he's looked at all the possibilities. I'm sure he has. Yeah. Dark side? Yeah. You, you, has he got your 1995? I'm in, dude. I'm definitely in. He's got something on his website where uh, he's giving away a trip to actually go see it live in person. You have to join some, like one of his membership clubs there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. Airfare for the winner, one guest, two nights hotel accommodations, and free admission to watch me cut off my feet. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> wow. You gotta be... And all I'm doing is giving away a, a sea do. Yeah, see. <laughs> yeah, like a, I don't that know, a shark or this guy. Awesome. Wow. Wow. I mean, I bet if you're there, you might get splattered. Aww. Some blood shooting in your face and stuff. That could be awesome. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. I think we I don't know what we're going to do. Well, it's either better than Ezra or into some entertainment news. Yeah, yeah. And I, plus, I got some D-mail and stuff like that as well. So uh, we'll do some stuff. Don't go anywhere. we got to regroup. <laughs> this is D-Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D-Snyder Radio. It's D. D-Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Now back to D-Snyder Radio. Did I say that? Yes, you said that. Radio 104. From D and Beth and Darkside But the surfing's not working Even when Nick talks shit, I just can't change the station I want to, but I can't You Control my long commute This sickness is a sticker locations all over the state I stop every time that I can So many stickers on my car Traffic jam up The longer The better I used to listen at work But they locked the internet up So screw the FCC I'm such a rabid fan My boss don't understand The locations all over the state I stop every time that I can I got so many on my car It won't go far
Decent Radio, Radio 104. I just had to hear that at seeing Lincoln Park. I was totally, uh, I kept hearing that, that version in my head. I want to get a copy of that tape for them, actually, because they were asking me about it. I was telling them about it, and they said, oh, man, we want to hear that. So we should run that off. I can get it to them. I think I'm going to my kids want me to go check them out down in uh, on Long Island. They're doing a show off fest or something like that at, at Jones Beach Theater. Okay, well, Wayne, we're going to be talking to the guys from Better Than Ezra in just a minute who are promoting their new CD. Where is it? Right here. Closer. Closer. Thank you. A new single, Extraordinary, which is in stores today. And like I said, these guys, you better let me know if they're listening in because... Uh, I better not say anything. <laughs> Do you have good in there, Dark Side Dave? I know that D knows the song. Well, I'm, I'm reading here, you know, um, good, seven weeks at number one on Modern Rock, top 20 on, on you know, in the Hot 100. Oh, yeah. This is a huge a big song. song. Sure. This whole album was great, too. I really right. like these guys. In the Blood. That, that was, was top 20. Big hit. Rose, Rose, Rosalia, Rosalia, top twenty. Then uh, friction. That's what. What is, what is Deluxe? Is the name of that album? Right. And then they had desperately wanting or friction, baby. That was top twenty. And it won the Billboard Award for top, uh, one of the top one hundred pop songs of the year. How does your garden uh, uh, garden grow at the stars? Top fifteen. So they've had like hit records. Yeah, lots of them. Good for them. Good for them. How come they're not a 104 first? All right, well, we're going to talk to uh, Kevin Griffin in just a minute, but I got some reaction here. Uh, people, uh, this is uh, might be a little bit painful, Beth, so um, bear with me. Okay. Subject, Red Sox. D, yesterday Beth mentioned that Fenway Park had a special quality to it. Beth, that's the stench of losing for 80 years. This is Klepto Kyle. Let's take a look at Red Sox fans through the years. 1920, there's always next year. 1930, there's always next year. 1940, there's always next year. 1950, there's always next year. 1960, there's always next year. 1970, there's always next year. 1980, there's always next year. 1986, damn Buckner. 1990, there's always next year. 2000, is always next year. Beth, I leave you with one thought. There's always next year. Listen to me, you little punk. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Listen, Kyle, at some point, you know, you can flash your 1918 t-shirt at me at the Rockettes game and send me insulting emails all you want. What do you have? What was the t-shirt he had? Just said 1918 on it. Is that the last year you guys won? Yeah, that's true. It said 1918 on it. But you know, it takes hard work and pain to be a Red Sox fan. I mean, Sean this morning was putting on this pitiful display Typical fair weather, we always have to win Yankee fan. Hmm. I hate to drag you into this, Sean, but it's true. You're saying, you know, if the Yankees, if they lose this to the Red Sox, it's despicable. Oh, We're going to take, we'll take one championship a century. You guys don't <laughs> think that four out of every five years is enough. No, it's never enough. You're very spoiled. It's easy to be a Yankee <laughs> fan. <laughs> yeah. Quite honestly, I think it would make things interesting. I mean, you know, I mean, the last years, you know, the, the Subway Series, which was great for New York, you know, the the Mets and the Yanks fighting it out. It was one. Of, it was pretty low rated, wasn't it nationally? Right. Oh yeah, yeah so it was. It was huge in New York, but all across the country it was low. 
I think if the Red Sox were in there, I mean, it would people would be holy crap, hell you, froze over. Yeah, if the Red Sox were in there, if the Cubs <laughs> were in there, one of these teams that has really perennially knock on in there. How about the Red Sox versus the Cubs? God, how insane would that be? I would love that. <laughs> um, actually, the Red Sox gained two and a half games on the Yankees in the last four days. They're doing well. Not too bad. I'm hoping. Oh, here's a letter for you. Uh, this is for Nick. Nick, can you pay attention to this one? Yeah. It says, um, D, this is MJ, you might remember me from the Wolfpack game. Sure, MJ. Uh, let's see. Anyway, you're doing a great job with the morning show, and I love listening to you guys. My only complaint is that comment about, quote, stupid people from East Hartford, unquote, made by Nick. Now, that just shows his ignorance of being a short, greasy-haired jockstrap with a yeast infection in his throat. Whoops. Did I just stereotype? Oh, well, Nick's on Radio 104. Uh, 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 did I just stereotype all, well, Nick's on Radio 104's morning show? Uh, she wasn't too happy about that. She or he, I'm not sure it was. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, well, you, you got to expect something. In defense of myself, I must say the guy took a shot at me first by saying I had a yeast infection in my mouth, <laughs> which obviously it wasn't. It was herpes. And uh, so, you know, and the guys from East Hartford, so I just took a little shot at East Hartford. I lived right, you know, next door to East Hartford, and I've seen what goes on there. And but I think the objection I've been to East this writer made was that instead of trying to rebut just this guy, you lashed out at the entire town. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he just happened to live there. and it was I cheap shot. But in fairness to Nick, it's the only thing he knew about right. him. He, he couldn't see him. He, didn't know, he couldn't really pick on anything else except where he's from. Yeah. Um, okay, oh, well, this is a, it's a positive letter. D and the gangs from Thor the Love Warrior. I was just listening this morning. I heard about how, how serious Nick is about the Senior Olympics. And I want to say I'd be glad to lend a hand however possible. I think it's about time I gave something back to the world that's been, well, pretty much good to me. See you later, Thor the Love Warrior. Nice. Yeah, some uh, important developments happened yesterday. Uh, had a long conversation with Tom, the guy who called up at the end of the show yesterday, who's head of one of the subcommittees. And um, this is basically what's happening. We're uh, going into a meeting. I'm bringing Sean with me. And uh, they're going to fill... Flo's position. They're looking for someone to fill Flo Millet's position as director of the senior games, and uh, I'm going to be nominated. You're going for it? I'm nominated for that position. <laughs> <laughs> That's huge, Nick. Yeah. So, so Have um, you ever been director all, of anything? You can no. do it! So if it, no. So if it all goes well at the meeting, I have to meet with like the volleyball committee and some other committees and stuff. But, um, yeah, it looks like if if they're looking for someone to lead them, be their director, and fill in Flo's shoes, and she's tired. I, she's not hooked up to life or support or anything like that. It's going to be not, a very different Senior Olympic yeah. <laughs> control. She's not deathly ill, but um, and I have to correct myself. The guy's name is Lou, but they're going to nominate me for director of the Senior Games. Wow. Bringing back... Pole vault. Bring yeah. back long jump. Bring yeah. back this is gonna be, discus throw. And I will promise you this will be the best 
seen her games ever. Ever. <laughs> it's going to be awesome, Beth. Huge. I'm excited. Yeah. Bring it back the, the side horse. You know, yeah. that thing where they straddle it in the gym. That the, uh, bring it back the... Uh, the pummel the, horse. Uh, High bore, pummel horse, all the gymnastics events, all coming back. Yeah, I see it as generations meeting, too. I, I would like to have it right in the park, and I'd like to have some entertainment there up on that stage they have and uh, get the stuff going on. It's going to be fun. Potato sack racing. Some entertainers don't really enjoy, like, some rock bands and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, here's, we got, oh, there's another one about, Nick, you're all over the place again. Oh, look at you. D, we had a blast at the game. This is regarding the Rockettes game. Uh, he says, uh, all the gang were really cool. My wife especially liked when you complimented her on her nice piece. Her tattoo, that is. I have to compliment Nick. He was very smooth trying to pick up the girls in the front row. Uh, he was even smart enough to stand on the stairs where he was talking so they couldn't see his funky feet with those hideous mandals. <laughs> <laughs> were you doing that on purpose? People so obviously do not know style. That's all. <laughs> I, well, the mandal is definitely in, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, also want to thank Delirious Doug, who likes Strangeland, the Four Peppers from Wally World. Interesting, I get a lot of letters from people who go on vacation and come back and they're completely freaking out because they're like going through withdrawal for the show. And the Four Peppers were one of some of those. And the last letter right here is, uh, this is a letter from NecroDrew, okay? says, I was just turned on to your show recently by a friend at work who emails your show under the moniker of Spark Pest. I have to say you have a fine radio show and it makes my day in the factory much nicer. Now that I am familiar with the show, I have a few comments and one complaint. The complaint is that a few days after listening to the show, I started to notice these red sores on my ears. I was confused at first, but the other day when I heard Nick's revelation about him having herpes, it started to make sense. I did some research, and one thing Doc B failed to mention is that herpes can be transmitted audibly, and you can catch it by wearing headphones and listening to someone speak with herpes. Have at you, Nick, but I do have to say that if it was going to catch ear herpes from somebody, I'm glad it was you. See that, Nick? You're spreading your herpes over the, over the airways. I didn't think that was possible. That's cool. That's a first. That's another I first. I think so. Yeah. I'm very All right. excited. Nice job. You know what? We're still waiting to talk to uh, Kevin Griffin of Better Than Ezra, who may run out of time on his own. you have any entertainment news stories? Yeah, to, uh... I've been dying to get to a couple. Cool. Let me first tell you this, that Mariah Carey's movie will be delayed three weeks. Glitter was supposed to open August 31st, but they're delaying that till September 21st. Spokesperson at Fox is not returning calls on why that movie was pushed back. Although, of course, Mariah Carey is hospitalized after an emotional and physical breakdown. So you just have to wait to see that. And a cat fight. With Mia Sorvino, right. correct? That's true. She did also have a cat fight with Mira Sorvino, apparently on the set of that very film. Probably got her ass kicked. Mira looks like a big girl. Yeah. She looks like she can handle herself. Also, I don't know how happy you're going to be to hear this, Nick. Believe it or don't, Mick Jagger and Elizabeth Hurley have been seen no. sharing two long lunches at a Hollywood cafe. Ooh. No. Paint it black, you devil. <laughs> that can't be yeah. true. There's no way she's hanging out with that guy. No, he's he's hanging. Nick Jagger, Nick. Yeah, he but he's chicks. old. He's you know, Nick. Up to her. She's Elizabeth Hurley. She can get any guy she wants her age. She doesn't have Dude. to go. What? Sounds like she's under his thumb. <laughs> it's Mick yeah. Jagger. 
Yeah, I know it's Dee, Mick Dee, Jagger. Tell but the what? kid about the power of the rock star. It's, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive, and I'm not even anywhere near Jagger. He's Mick Jagger. <laughs> I mean, you're right. He does look like he dug a tunnel with his face. I mean, he's but um, he's fabulously wealthy. He's hip as all get out, and he's a cool guy, and uh, he's still up there doing it. He's if, jumping Jack Flash. If he were Mike Jagger living in England, <laughs> he would have no shot. Yeah, but, but you he's don't, Mick. All I'm saying is there are plenty of other famous guys out there, even rock stars her age, who she could be having sex with. Not he's him. very cool. We're all raw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's only a couple of lunches, so don't start to freak out. Yeah, I'll but, tell you, when I was in the studio and he came dancing in, to our studio, I almost went for him. <laughs> Chicken and I'm a confident heterosexual. Yeah, I was just like, whoa, yeah. he has got it going off. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you know that Madonna is the celebrity that most British women want to be like at age 40? This is according to a magazine survey done there. They say she has the ultimate celebrity lifestyle with the most talent, most enviable bank account, best career, best attitude, and best family life. <laughs> I don't know, but that's what they say. Those English are kooky. Most coveted face belongs to Cameron Diaz, which, although she's very attractive, I don't know if I would say she's the most coveted face. Yeah, I, I would. She's um, she's one of those girls that sometimes looks killer and sometimes looks like crap. Yeah. Tomb Raider star Angelina Jolie had the dream body. Okay, I can accept that. It doesn't and suck. Goldie Hawn was voted the best celebrity mother-in-law. Good news for Chris Robinson of the Black Rose. Oh, yeah. Well, I saw her, uh, you know, doing the boogaloo on the side of the stage right down there. She was <laughs> dancing. Goldie dancing on the side of the stage. That doesn't suck. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've actually seen my mother-in-law dancing at one of my shows. I think now they mention it. She was pretty ripped. God bless her soul. Well, you know how a lot of times tours are sponsored. For instance, Tommy Hilfiger was sponsoring a lot of tours over the past couple of years. Well, Earth, Wind, and Fire has a sponsor for their summer tour of the United States. Viagra. <laughs> I guess they're talking oh, to their audience. That's funny. Play to the audience. Play to the crowd. Pfizer has arranged for screening tents at each of the band's shows. They'll offer tests in areas associated with male sexual problems, such as blood pressure, cholesterol, and blood sugar. Vocalist Philip Bailey says the band thought it was a joke, but then realized that men's health is an important issue. Members of Earth, Wind, and Fire will encourage those who attend the shows to visit the screening tents, but they're not planning to sell Viagra from the stage. They're going to throw it out at the end. <laughs> this song makes me laugh. Take this yeah. with you. This is Boogie Wonderland. I know. <laughs> Fortunately, the title was on the computer, otherwise I have no clue. What was their other hits? They had several. Philip oh, Bailey, yeah. he had some, he did that duet with uh, Phil Collins, remember? That was oh, a big I hit. I don't remember the name of it. These are button pushers, you know, For but you, they're, yeah. they're a big band. You gotta dance. Go ahead, you gotta dance. Well, an English mother says her 12-year-old daughter came out of a coma after hearing Eminem through a set of headphones. Deanne Armstrong was in critical condition after suffering head injuries in a car accident, and her mother Karen says she opened her eyes after 11 days on a life support machine when an Eminem tape was played in headphones. Mrs. Armstrong said Eminem is helping to save her life. 
The minute I put on the music, she was moving her hands. <laughs> Get this crap off <laughs> That's what I was like, turn it off. <laughs> but apparently... You know what to do? If you're in a coma, Beth, I'm playing Slipknot. Oh. But he'll snap out of it so fast. If that doesn't wake me up, just unplug it, because nothing will. You know? Apparently this young girl is a fan of Eminem. Beth will come out of the coma and pull the plug on her own life support. <laughs> That'd be enough. Is this is this Slipknot? Yeah, it is. Is this their new song? Yeah, it's awesome, oh, this dude. Oh my god, I'm not listening to you. Does, it, does, it, start to, does it start to rock ever? <laughs> We're playing this. Is this in our? Is this this is in our computer? You gotta yeah. be kidding! I'm yeah. telling you, it's right here in the computer. What is this called? Uh, this is Heretic, I believe. Oh, How could you even tell he was swearing? Yeah, I was <laughs> saying, you really bother? needed to beep that? You, you gotta be kidding me with this. No, but you gotta see with the masks and the jumpsuits. It works. Seriously, D. And the fire? Come on. D. What? This song stinks. Uh, uh, I, as a rule, uh, like Melody. I'm just kind of stuck with that. I'm telling you, it works. Oh. Stay <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> hey, Nick, we got uh, we, we to wrap this up. Yeah, let's go on those spots. Okay, here. because it's time for what we learn to say. So these guys are out. Better than Ezra. Oh, well, maybe. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, it's almost 10 up. What if talked to Will Cow? I'm really not into it. <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> well, anyway, their album's out today, and I think it's really good. So check it out if you've always been a Better Than Ezra fan. That'll do. Yeah, that'll do. Wow, I like that one, though. I mean, if you're going to give an example, because it was misleading. You were playing that other song by them all the time. Yeah, the ballad. Beth would say, <laughs> Beth would say oh, who's buying what they're selling? And then you'd play this other song, and it was like, well, it doesn't sound that bad, you know, Beth, you know. But that was clearly more evident. I like this song. This is a really good song. Yeah, but he actually, the lead singer, I think he's number one or number five, or one of the numbers. <laughs> yeah. He actually plays this as... The singing when he sings, he kept saying, "You want me to do? You want me to sing? You want me to sing?" He was like, "That was his rap. Like this was his singing song. The only one where he actually did a melody." He's got a good voice. I like it. Then the other ones. This is, so then the other ones were more like play the other track to our side, but this was more evident of what. Beth was experiencing with just throw a couple masks on it and, and a, some fire. And this and was then, soothing compared to their stage act. What's this one, Left Behind? Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm getting you for Christmas stuff. This Wedding cool. gift. The Save DVD. Your money. I'm going to get you a live DVD so you guys can watch it. When I need a good laugh. <laughs> All right. We're taking a break. <laughs> what we learned today is next he's singing again uh, call us at 860-666-4444 tell us what you learned and uh, we'll give you a Decent Radio prize pack okay it's as simple as that 860-666-4444 what we learned today is next on Decent Radio it is Radio 104 call D now just think of on 666-4444 you know what we Back to D. Snyder Radio. We're going to get back 
to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104. What do we learn today? Let's see what happens. See, uh, Kevin Griffin of Better Than Ezra was supposed to call in. We were their first interview, but being a rock star, they run late. But what I learned doing radio as a rock star is in being both is that radio stations have schedules. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. I mean, at some point, you know, you're just uh, excrement out of luck. And uh, thank you, Lisa Westfall from Madison Company. She's the account manager over there. What a nice letter. We uh, turned, she turned her daughter, 13-year-old daughter, onto the show. This show's bizarre that way. It's far-reaching. Yeah. Appeal, its appeal is massive. I met some young sisters at the Rockettes game who listen to the show all the time. They were really great. It's, it's, it's cool. It's, things work out really well. All right, kids. We uh, have a sponsor. It's time for What Do We Learn Today? So, Dark Side Dave, who is it? It's brought to you by Boomer McLeod of Orange, uh, which is located on Boston Post Road in Orange. Call 203-799-2734. Also brought to you by Ricardo's Music Center in East Hartford, West Hartford, East Windsor, and now in the shops at 30 Plaza in Vernon. Everybody sing! What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. Dave from Groton's on the phone. Hi, Dave. How are you? What's up, D? So, uh, what's up is you, man. What'd you learn today? Well, you guys were talking about how if uh, Beth ever was in some type of a porno movie, that you would, you know, just keep it quiet and. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a pet. Well, Nick said that he had to watch it. Me, I said uh, I, I I would not watch it because uh, it would be too weird. Yeah, but then, and then Dark Side Dave said something about, oh, I agree with D. I wouldn't bring it up to her because I've done some stuff in the past that I'm not too proud of or whatever. Right, right. So I just learned that there might be something out there in some... <laughs> Porno shop somewhere <laughs> with his thick picture in it. I'm never getting a porno again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take the chance. Yeah, what if you accidentally saw a dark side nude? <laughs> Why do you think I never rent porn? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, point well taken, yeah, Dave. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Dark side <Goody> naked. <laughs> oh man. Goony Google. <laughs> oh, well, Beth. I learned. Oh yeah, thanks to my music first. <laughs> I can't. I can't even believe that this is. It's not even a song. Anyway, I learned that Sean, our very own Sean, saved someone's life, and that there's someone alive on this earth today because he had the presence of mind to administer mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and uh, CPR. That's right. very true. It's very, uh, it's uh, a nice surprise to find out that Sean's the kind of guy who's not only ready, <laughs> he's not only ready to administer CPR, but capable. And eager. And 
Eager. Well, if you're nude, laying on the floor <laughs> in the locker room, sure. How old was that guy? Uh, he's about 55. Saved his life. Tears in his eyes. Thank you, man. He said, thank you. Mm-hmm. And you said... How about something for the effort? <laughs> <laughs> you said, you got some spare change, buddy? Come on. There'll be no financial remuneration, but on your deathbed, you shall receive total consciousness. So you got that going for you, which is kind of nice. Well, hopefully I'm in his will. Hmm. Well, let's say, hey, here's yeah, one of your cool. friends. Here's a friend, Mike from Enfield. Hey, Mike, do you know Sean? Uh, no, no, I was about to say, uh, very faithful li- listener, just another Enfield scumbag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rock no, on. Let, let me make the introduction. <laughs> well, Sean, Mike. So, Mike, no, what did no, no. you, you learn today, Mike? I, I learned that Marilyn Manson is not the eclectic trend center we all thought he was. He's just been following the close tutelage of the Ronzoni pony for years. <laughs> See that, Mike? That's right. He's ripping you off, man. Yeah, I know. I'm a I step actually, ahead of uh, my, sis- my sister called me Sunday morning at 9 a.m. after waking up for being asleep for two hours to go to the OzFest with, with uh, tickets for free. And I had very, I had like four or five D. Snyder moments during the course of the day. I thought of Beth when uh, when Slipknot came out there. And I was like, man, side <laughs> stage. I know she's back there somewhere because I heard uh, Darkside and D were there. I can't believe that people are thinking of me now when they see Slipknot. Was, it's not what I, I want. I, I, had a, I had a DSR moment when they were up on stage. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm quite buying what they're selling either. Thank but, you. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it's gonna. Well, like I said, I, I'm just not as familiar with the stuff. I think I need a little more time with the material. Sure. But, no, well, don't say, give him another moment. <laughs> on the, uh, well, one more quick thing on the fl- on uh, the flip side. I was yeah. also in the Sandy Can and thought of you guys when you were talking about uh, a while ago. People who were with germs laying the toilet paper down on the seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't, any- I don't know if anyone would want to sit directly down on a Sandy Can seat at Ozfest. No. Oh okay. yeah. I mean at Ozfest, people just feel if they get it in the general within. 10 or 15 square feet. Yeah, if you stand with the door open about six feet away is pretty much what you want to aim for. If it hits the wall, if it actually hits any part of the port of the sand, that's that's a a keeper. Hold on a second. Mike. Oh, we lost Dave. That was a good one, Dave. The guy said he stopped and watched porn just on the Mm -hmm. chance he might see Dark Side Dave nude. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Speaking of Dark Side Dave nude. Very amusing. So what did you learn, Dark Side? Uh, well, I learned that that dude, what's his name, Paul Morgan, the guy that's going to cut off his own feet to yeah. get, so he can get prosthetic limbs, I learned that he's actually still got feeling down there. That dude is hardcore. He's got mm, my... I was not ready for that. I was, I was kind of, like, intrigued by it anyway. I was going to watch it anyway, but now that I know he's got some feeling and there's going to be some actual, like, reaction from him, he's got my money, dude. Wow. He's, got, he's got my 20 so, bucks. you... You're more intrigued that the fact that he might be in agony. Yeah, yeah. Than if it was just like dead from the knees down. He's yeah, a Slipknot fan, like, Well, no, if you think, <laughs> if you think about it, like, you know, it's almost like if he had no feeling down there at, at, at all, you know, it's almost like he might as well just put like a ham in there and cut it off, you know, what's the big deal about that, you know? But he's going to feel it. He's going to feel the pain of the knife cutting through the bone in the flesh, and that's hardcore. Yeah, that's www. By the way, his website's www.cutoffmyfeet.com. If you missed it, he's uh, insurance won't cover the amputation of his dead feet, so he can get modern prosthetics and be completely active again. Because modern prosthetics are amazing, right, Beth? I mean, you've seen some of the stuff yeah, they're doing. Definitely. So he's raising money by doing internet guillotining of his feet. 
over the internet. He's got a book deal. He's got all sorts of stuff going on. All right, let's talk to Pat from Wally World. Good morning, Pat. What's up, Dave? Hey, man, what did you learn today, Pat? I learned that Sean has an excuse for being found lip-locked to a naked old guy, and it's a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what. As a matter of fact, that's an all-purpose excuse. Oh no, honey, I was giving her mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Sure. It just worked differently in Sean's case. Yeah. All right, hold on a second, Pat. Oh, okay. Oh, we got a, We have another uh, competitor up there. I see. All right, uh, Nicholas, music maestro. Oh, you're badass again, man. Cool. To give you a little update quickly on the senior games, I got a call this morning. I'm meeting with Flo's uh, old assistant who's a little younger. He's 66. And uh, we're going to meet and talk about me filling up that position there as director of the senior games. Sounds good, man. Yeah. Uh, So uh, what'd you learn, bro? Well, today was pretty... You guys were all pretty forthcoming. I learned that... You, Darkside, and Sean all want to sleep with me. So, uh, it's pretty cool. That was a hypothetical situation <laughs> yeah. that was proposed by a listener. And they said, if four of us had to be in a room together, there was only two beds. We couldn't sleep on the floor. We couldn't stay awake. All- well, we couldn't stand up all night. We couldn't go anywhere else. We had to sleep with somebody. Who would it be? We all opted for you because of your size. Mm-hmm. And my, and well, it was me and Darkside. I think Sean had a different reason. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Your buddy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, you, so take whatever joy out of that you want to, okay? Mm-hmm. Mike from Enfield's on the phone. Another Enf- uh, Mike? Yeah. Hey, was this... Was this did we talked to you already? Yeah, you did. I, I, lost, I was on the telephone. I lost the signal. Oh, okay. Good, good. Okay, hold on. I just see... Yeah, they changed your uh, rating. Hold on a second. <laughs> He had a lower rating before. And then when we laughed so hard, hard, Psycho changed it. Uh, Okay, everybody gets a rating, you see. Uh, You know what I learned? Kevin Griffin from Better Than Ezra stuck up. Because he didn't call the... (laughs) No, he's not stuck up, actually. He's just a rock star. Yeah, who knows what happened out there? Yeah, they were supposed to start at 9.30. We were the first interview. And, uh, you know, the guy rolls in. They show up late. I mean, that's just... Rock stars do that. You can't be mad at them for being, it's like being, you know, being mad at a pig for rolling in the mud. It's what they do. So, uh, but, um, but unfortunately, he missed the opportunity to talk to us to m- promote his new record. Uh, the CD is called Closer. It's in stores today and the single's Extraordinary. All right. Read them and weep. Sean, what do we got? Come on. <laughs> this is where it all begins. Right. <laughs> Dave from Groton learned that there might be some incriminating porno of Darkseid out there, and he's from now on swearing off pornos. He's never going to get another one again. Very amusing. Mike from Enfield learned that Marilyn Manson is not the eclectic trendsetter that we once thought he was, and in fact, he's been under the tutelage of D-Snyder Radio's very own Ronzoni Pony for years. And finally, Pat from Wallingford learned that I have an excuse for being caught in a lip lock with a man. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. I, I like the Dave I did from Groton, you know, for fear of seeing Dark Side nude. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to gouge my eyes out just on the chance that I see Dark Side nude. 
sometime in my Ugh. life. Duly uh, noted. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you're the man. Yeah. You're the man. All right, you got the prize pack, so uh, just hold on a second, awesome. and we'll, we'll get your information, all right? And Pat from Wallingford, Mike from Manfield, well played. They were actually very good. Might have been a winner on other days. You know, some days you get like four crappy ones, and other days you get like three strong ones. Um, all right. Again, thank you to, uh, what was this guy's name here? Paul Morgan. And check out his website. If for nothing, no other reason than just the curiosity of it, www.cutoffmyfeet.com. Don't worry, you're not going to like see actual feet cut off if you go to the website. You will see a cartoon of him cutting off his feet with a guillotine, though, and him smiling. I've, somehow I feel he probably won't be smiling when it happens. No. Tomorrow on D-Side Radio, brand new On the Road with Mudbone. Doggins, a vast psychodance game show, sweeping the nation. And uh, an interview with Dr. Duty, Sean and Nick, uh, doing some investigative work, getting the lowdown on fecal matter. Also, more chances to qualify for SummerSlam in San Jose, California, on August 19th. That's good. And uh, coming to d Snyder Radio real soon, Moonchild behind the music. Just wanted to get that out there. Zalman. He's going to be a millionaire soon, and Twist's sister behind the music is coming as well. Uh, so much going on. Life is so good, Beth, if you just let it be, don't you think? I think so, sure. It certainly is. Have a great day. To be honest, although I have a pretty good understanding of what's going on in my own body, there's a lot. And when I was living, my old roommate was a medical student and looking through her books, even I said, wow. <laughs> you, know? you said, wow. 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 Right. wow. Dark side, Dave, what did you learn today? I learned that you got to be careful what you say around your coworkers because uh, some people have loose lips. Yeah, that, that okay. survey that was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the statistics? 90%? 90, yeah. 90% of people will tell a secret they've been asked not to tell. 77% within that same working day. I got a question for you that wasn't brought up there. Yeah. Um, how is that including, like, your significant other? Because... No, I think it's within the office. Telling within the office. Okay, because, you know, I mean, uh, I, I know some people feel that you shouldn't tell your significant other either, but a lot of people, like myself, regard the significant other as just the extension of yourself. I sort of do too, yeah. Yeah, and that it's, that it's tough, unless it's something that's going to freak out the significant other right. about my coworker. <laughs> like a bottle. I didn't want to tell her that one. Uh, so, you know, then then that's the kind of thing you don't want to share. All right. Uh, let's talk to the prophet. Oh, the prophet. Prophet from Glastonbury. How are you, prophet? Hey, what's going on, Dave? How you doing? Good, man. Good to hear from you. See, we're letting some of the regulars back in. We just asked that they not dominate the phone lines like they were doing there for a while. Yesterday, who was on yesterday it was a regular? Howie. Yeah, yeah Howie. Yeah, Howie, Howie the man. So, Prophet, what's going on, man? What'd you learn? I learned that uh, Darkseid might be changing his name to the Reverend Dave Wallace. Oh, the marijuana church. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> the church of the marijuana leaf. Yes. In Hawaii, they're trying to figure out a way around the laws, and somebody has decided they're going to open a church and make marijuana the sacrament. <laughs> The Holy Sacrament. I don't know. I think somebody's have something to say about that. Hold on, Prophet. Nicholas. I'm an ass man. Corner, dickhead. Yeah, I'm an ass man. You must have got manure for your brains. (laughs) (laughs) That's a new one. Uh, D, I I learned a lot today. 
Uh, I learned what a cervix is. Loser. And, and, a, and a cervix, too. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. And I also learned that the baby is not actually sitting in the woman's stomach before it's born. There's a lot of acid in the stomach. It probably wouldn't be good for the baby. I didn't know that. Uh, that's why it looks all bloody and stuff. With <laughs> all the food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know. I thought the food kind of, you know, it gets digested and it moves into the intestines you and didn't, stuff like that. You did like not that. really think that. Dickhead. Of course, the food goes into the intestines. So I thought that the baby sits there in the stomach and it's connected to all the stuff um, from up top, and there are just tubes running down into the baby. And what an idiot. <laughs> if that was the case, it would come out your butt. <laughs> well, what, D, can I tell you a little story? When I was younger, um, I used to tell stories a lot, and uh, like with the kids in the neighborhood, and I was, you know, having, um, we're all sitting on a, in a circle outside my parents' house, and I told all the neighborhood kids, I was trying to tell them about parents having sex and stuff like that. What and, a guy. And <laughs> I said, I told them all that I really thought that the baby came out of the mom's butt and I had all the neighborhood kids thinking that the baby came out of the mom's butt and my mom gets a phone call one day she goes what's wrong what are you telling all the kids in the neighborhood I'm like what do you mean she's like about babies coming out of butt <laughs> and um, yeah from that point on I learned that so I don't know what's which is more amazing that you told the kids that the baby came out of the butt or that the kids believed you <laughs> I would prefer that you believed in the stork than that the baby was in the stomach <laughs> being eaten away with acid <laughs> It's horrifying. What is that? Like acid? Acid? It goes. Yes, down. it is. It digests food. What it do you digests think flesh. Digests all that garbage you put in yourself. I thought that went right into your bile. Okay. <laughs> We're never going here. This is not time for this. Okay. Um, Sean, read back the minutes, please. Okay. Tom from Bristol learned to use proper postage um, for delivery of your mail bomb or it could be delayed. Uh, Gary from Stratford learned that Nick failed sex ed in grammar school. And Prophet from Glastonbury learned that Darkside might be changing his name to the Reverend Dave Wallace. We're all good today. Yes, they are. Uh, I'm leaning toward Tom from Bristol. Is that the postage? Yes. I am too, just because that's a useful tip. Yeah, very useful yeah. and uh, creative. Thomas. Yeah. Only his mother calls him Thomas. Tom from Bristol, you you win the uh, D Signer Radio prize pack along with a pair of tickets to see Rob Halford. I, I don't know if you're a fan of Judas Priest and what have you, but if you're not, you can surely scalp them or give them to somebody else who appreciates them. So hold on a second, man. We'll get your information. And you got the T-shirt and the Euro sticker and the CD and all that stuff. Gary, thanks for playing. Profit, always good to talk to you. But now it's time to go. Want to know what I learned? Of course. If you got a black friend, it's nice to bring him a fish once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Matter of fact, tomorrow I'm going to have a nice fresh fish when my bone arrives here. I didn't realize I was dissing a good friend. Um, anyways, that was from one of the listeners who told us he, was, he wasn't prejudiced. He was on his way to a black friend's house with fish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The poor guy. Things hit Charlie. I'm just busting yeah. chops, dude. Um, okay. Things you need to know. Tomorrow, Rob Dibble, 
who was on ESPN Radio. He's on the Dan Patrick Show every day and a former professional pitcher. He pitched for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. He's going to be giving a call in to talk to us, hopefully, about the Subway Series. That's what I'm hoping we'll be talking about tomorrow, Beth. Well, it's exciting. I know you don't care, but me and Nick no, I prefer. Hoping. I would prefer a Subway Series. I think it's uh, it's more exciting. This makes it interesting for baseball. Yeah, uh, and uh, and also I guess we'll ask him about this whole thing about games being fixed and stuff. And the fact that Nick thinks relief pitchers are on the take. Relief pitchers are on the take. Yeah, we'll have to bring that up to him. Dog side, if you could grab a piece of tape on that, actually, I'd like to play that back to him as a soundbite. <laughs> okay. So if there's, in case there's any question as to the actual statement, you know, Nick, no, I didn't say that. I, I meant, no, actually, we have it right here, Nick. This is what you said. <laughs> All right, man. Okay, see about putting that together. Also tomorrow, uh, let's see. Oh, brand new At Home with Mudbone, which is always very exciting. And be sure to go to our website at Radio104.com and answer the survey questions on the Peeps poll for Friday, for Thursday's Decider Radio Family Feud. Friday, I'm not going to be here. Uh, as you, most of you probably know by now, my wife's, my wife's mom passed away. And I'm going down to Florida for the services and what have you right after the show Thursday. So I won't be here on Friday. Okay, but we're going to have a best of Decider Radio. Something special we're talking about doing. We're going to replay the Ted Nugent interview because a lot of people have been questioning whether we will cross the line with Ted being a friend of mine. I mean, it was one thing, I guess, if he was an enemy of mine, but um, but he's somebody I like. And I honestly would not want to do something to, to insult Ted. I think that he would laugh. I'm going to listen back to the tape myself. I'm going to send Ted a copy. In the meantime, we'll replay that Thursday so we can get your opinion on it. Friday. Do I owe my friend Ted Nugent an apology? You know, that's, that's the question, Beth. What do you think? I, I think it was all in good fun. Hopefully he'll see that. Yeah, well, I, but I think it's a good way to handle it. Yeah, definitely. Get the, get the peeps' opinion on here. Be sure to stay hang around for uh, Pike. He's uh, going to be coming up next. We'll have some great music to play you. And today's Euro location, where you can pick it up on the streets.